<laughs> anyway, let's just stick with it. We are What the back. hell was that? Well, you fucked it up. It could have been something natural, but now you fucked it up. No, no. No, it's not natural. I didn't fuck it up because it was already fucked up before. <laughs> we are back. No, that's not good. Yeah, no, it's really good. not. Alright, you know what? I'm just stick with it. Welcome back, my friends. We are the Smarky Geeks. I am the Fandango Frankie de Jesus. And I am I am the one, I am the only Johnny Asshole. John Turiano. Uh, and you're listening to you know episode... You know I'll do that eventually, right? Yeah. yeah. You are listening to episode four. Right? Yeah. Episode four. It's hard to keep track. We're doing two shows. Yeah, I'm saying. We've got that other weird show we yeah. do. So, contact information as always. You can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com uh, Call our hotline number that we share with another show uh, at 347-762-7596 Subscribe to our show on anchor.com Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all the good places you can find podcasts loving. Uh, subscribe to us on Twitter now at um, the Smarky Geeks at Frankie Jesus at the John Turiano. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Smarky Geeks. Also follow us on our Facebook group, which has been lively-ish. Yeah, we're, um, I mean we're trying to put polls and stuff out there. We're trying to get people like to yeah, talk and yeah. people are commiserating, conversating, remembering stuff from back in the day, which is cool. I love it. It's a great. It's becoming a little, little tiny community. It's growing very slowly, but it, uh, it's growing, and I like it. it, it yes. it's, it's back and forth, and everything. It's very different than the other show, which is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love the other shows, Facebook, but I, I wanted this one to be different. I wanted this to be social and, and and connected with the people who may or may not listen. You know, which is cool. I like it. Um, and uh, so yeah. And, and if you need to send us an email, send it to our other email, which is the snarkygeeks at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. Speaking of Facebook, John, you're a slick motherfucker. What did I do? You put your little pole out there? Yeah. Your little pole out there? I'm not talking about your little pole. I'm talking about that little pole you put out there on Facebook. See how it turned into a little shoot? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, about uh, Mr. Ronaldo trying yeah. to defend your boy. It was a it was, look, huh? it was a legit question, huh? and I'm and I'm right. No, I, more I, people like him. I, no, I think we got like a mixed review. Like I, I first off, first off, oh, God, don't fucking we... put words in my mouth. Whatever. Don't fucking put words in my mouth. I never said I don't like him. I know that. Never said I don't like him. If I had to choose, you you took us out of the fucking poll with another shisty shit. What did you I do? Did. What? Took us out of the poll, so I can't even put my vote in. You motherfucker, you. I did that for a reason. I did you. that for a reason <laughs> because I didn't want the poll influenced by our <laughs> results. Um, but, but it's not like I took I took us out of the poll that I voted anyway just to be a dick. I didn't do had, that. Had, Come on. had I had the opportunity to vote, I wouldn't have voted the meh. Option that you put under there, which was hidden by the, the by yeah, the, I know. I, I got. I, I'm still working. Just so you, just I'm so, still working. Just so you know. Just I'll, so you know. I'll kiss my ass. The, I'm still the, the negative on. one 
was hidden. Okay. Anyway, I wouldn't have chosen that. I probably would have been in the okay option or some shit like that. You know. Please. But I. Please. <laughs> oh, kid, just okay, just okay. Please. Yeah, he's okay. I wouldn't get rid of him. Not really. <laughs> um, but you know, I but I I liked how people had a different take on it. You know. Yeah. You know, some people said like, yeah, he's he's great, but yeah, he is going too much. Or some people said, oh, he's the best out there. It was like a very mixed thing. I liked that. That was good. But kind of slick at the same time, motherfucker. Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, bitch. So this is going to be a jam-packed show of yeah. stuff. Um, we have Full Gear to go over. We've got the Wednesday Night Smarks. Wednesday Night Smarks. I think we're going to stick with that name. For now. Yeah. And plus, we got a we got a preview um war games we'll and NFT war games and survivor series and survivor series. So it's gonna be a jam packed Ho- show. Hopefully, we'll get it done we, within like an hour and a half. We can make it through if we we're trying to make this through. We can survive. I think we could get through this. I think we could too. It's gonna take a little time. I yeah. think we can do it though. So let's get right to the nitty gritty. We're gonna do full gear first, full gear. which we we wanted to do last week. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Because we so, were we were just kind of exhausted. Yeah. So. so before we get into the reviews and the, the our shoot review or whatever, um, just a reminder: we're just two dopes shooting on wrestling. Um, we're not professionals. We're not reporters. We don't have any insight on how the business is. We're just people who love wrestling, and this is our opinions of it. Um, so take take what we say as uh, a grain of salt. But just keep in but mind a that big ass grain of salt. Yeah, but just keep in mind Frankie's usually right. Um, please, <laughs> leading leading the witness, Your Honor. I object. Now on uh, with the show, we're gonna do. I still object. Full AEW's full gear, their first pay per view since doing live TV. Right. So overall, John, what did you think of it? It was good. I mean. It was. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. It was a good show. Yeah, just overall, like what? what like, uh, smart, uh, snark it. Four, 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 four and a quarter. Yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. I mean, there was no down moments. I mean, we're gonna get into the uh, main event. There kind of was, but I mean, there was a few. I'm saying for yeah. the most part, though. I mean, even the worst match, like the, the least entertaining match, was still a decent match. Yeah. It wasn't a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. Let's one get right the, into it. And one of the polls, well, that's the main event. We, 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 that's the um, uh, the lights out match, which we're going to get into in the end of the show. Yeah, end of the match. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start. Let's do the buy-in. Britt Baker versus B uh, Priestley, or B Priestley. Uh, I, you know, I'm glad they keep reminding me of Britt Baker the dentist because I would forget. I would not know. I was at least. Grateful that it wasn't that much for this match. It was, it was enough. It was there, but it was at least it wasn't that much, which I'm hoping that means they're trying to wind down that whole sh- gimmick of her. They're not. Um, that you know, come on, we both know they're not. Well, you, I mean, you're talking like this is WWE. They, they kind of are. <laughs> they when they see the writing on the wall, certain people they they pull back, and they've done that with Dark Order. They've done that with like other wrestlers and shit. Um. Don't pull the plug if it's not working. Um, I didn't like this match at all, really. Uh, I yeah, mean, I mean, it, 
it was two and a half snarks. It was not horrible. It wasn't garbage, but it just it just didn't. It belonged in the pre-show. Yeah, it was a good pre-show match, but I hated the the build-up to this. The the whole promo that they put of yeah. her talking about she's angry at B Priestley because she hit her too hard. Like she, no, not that she hated too hard. And didn't she call. didn't apologize, call apology. Like there's, a, there's an unwritten rule in the business. If you hurt somebody unintentionally, that, that you're made, supposed I, to call. It made no sense. They're, they're trying to do the shoot type of review, right? Review. And it, it it doesn't work. It's like a shoot thing, and I didn't like that. I was like, eh, no, no, yeah. stop it. She's, it's a wrestling. Like she, you're supposed to hit the person harder than. Then the other person's hitting you. Like I don't, I don't understand that whole shit. Just have her be mad. It's not that complicated, John. Oh, just God, have her be go. mad because she got hit too hard, <laughs> you know. And then have her want to hit her harder, you know. That's it. Um. But other than that, the match was okay. Like I, I said, mean, two and was, a half snarks. Yeah, I mean, it was nothing to brag. It was just, it was there. Yeah. It was a pre-show match. People just probably just filing into the arena. You know, people at the concession stand. That's all it was. Yeah, and and what I thought was funny was like before the show started, you saw online people bitching about you know the pre-show, and there was there was no wrestling on the pre-show until like the last twenty minutes or whatever. Um. Like this, this match lasted like what twelve minutes or something. Like Eleven thirty-five, yeah. Like so, it felt like thirty minutes. Yeah. Really so like, I'm assuming they knew how long this was gonna feel like lasting, <laughs> and then they just put it out there at that moment. Uh, but yeah, let's go to the next match. The opening match was Proud and Powerful defeated the Young Bucks. PMP. Um, this was great. I love this match. It was a good match. It was. I mean. I get that you can't give the Young Bucks too many victories because they're the, the EVPs. And it would look like, but it would look like they're being favored because of who they are. But maybe you should have given them the first the first match. You know, second. Maybe you should have given the Young Bucks the win here. Why? I, like, I mean, you still want to establish the Young Bucks as the best tag team on the planet. You want to. You, you want to show they're the best tag? They're the f- best tag team in AEW. I would have put them over at least the first match against PMP. Yeah, because they are the Young Bucks. Yeah, but PMP are just new. Like you're gonna that's that's gonna bury them. That would bury them. Um, the Bucks are up there already. Like they're they don't need any heating up. You know, it's not like they're like some new tag team or anything like that. Uh, they could lose 12 times and it won't matter. They'll still be up there because they're the fucking young bucks. You know, it's not going to hurt them. Um, PMP losing here would hurt them because they have to look strong for the inner circle and stuff like that. Um, and that's what this did. This made them look strong and shit like that. And then and then they did the, the, the funny stuff with the rock and rollers. Yeah. The, God the- damn it. I keep calling them rock and rollers. You gotta give him credit, Ricky, Rob, Ricky Morton. For a guy who's in his sixties, he could still move. Mm-hmm. And who I think that I, I mean, I remember watching the Rock and Roll Express in the eighties when they were in their prime. Whoever took me twenty nineteen, I'm still talking about the Rock and Roll Express as one of the hottest tag teams on the planet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we talked about this last week too. That, that kind of does say a lot about the indie scene, though. Yeah, because that this is basically what's there. Pretty much, because everyone has signed up. 
you know, it's, you know, hey, you know, and they're still, they're still, sorry, and they're still good. I mean, they're still moving around the ring. Yeah. They still take bumps and shit. Right. Doing fucking Canadian Destroyers. Yeah. Or Sunset Flips, whatever the fuck he did. Yeah. They're still good. And this match, to me, was like four and a half stars. I give it four and a half stars. Uh, I'll go four and a quarter. Yeah. All right, next uh, up. Adam Page defeated Pac. Uh, Pac. Pack. In this company, I guess he's Pack. Oh, um, <laughs> I love this match. This match was great. Um, the build to this match was great. Everything they did, they gave Hangman Page his like his heat back, which I think was cool. Because um, he lost a lot of that heat with that whole Jericho thing they did. Yeah. For the title, and it was almost like he was going nowhere. But they just, like I said before, like. They repackage them and they'll go, they'll do the same thing with Britt Baker when if when they feel like they need to, and then now now Adam Page is getting his heat back, even after we talk about what we talk about after this this gimmick. Um, yeah, this was great. I loved it. Four and three quarters. Um, yeah, I'll go four and three quarters. It was, it was a surprisingly good match. Yeah. Next up, Sean Spears defeated Joey Janela. I'm surprised. I mean, Sean Spears is 40. I think we talked about it last week. The only good thing about Sean Spears, he wasn't used that often in WWE as long as he was there. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of energy. He has a lot of, you know, he has a lot of spring in his step. But they should start doing something with him, though, besides having him getting into different feuds. He should be one of the guys that eventually does hold on to that world title. Because he is extremely talented. He's, I mean, over good or bad he is over people love to hate him and that like you said not go away heat mm. it's heel heat yeah he I mean everybody's talking about who should be Jericho you know who should be next line for a world title shot after this it may be Sean Spears he's not doing bad if they go by win loss records yeah he's up there yeah I mean I could see him getting put into that position I just don't see him as champion I do. I, I don't know. Like he doesn't. He's good in the ring, and I guess to Cody's credit, like he's he's a good hand, right? <laughs> not I'm not trying to offend him, but he he's a good hand in the ring, and I just feel like I don't see him as a main title holder right away. At least not right away. The problem you say not right away, which I, I get what you're saying. I know but, he's forty and all. Right. But, so you know, given the. Mm-hmm. He might be one of those guys that you put the belt on him and it it works. Possibly, but that's a big gamble. Like, like I just wouldn't put it on him right away. I just I just can't. I just can't. Not when you got so many other things going on right now that's better than him. Unfortunately, I just I just don't see it being him. I just don't. I, he doesn't have that charisma that everyone else seems to have. He's good in the ring and he has ring presence. He has a great fucking look. You know, but it's just the charisma he's lacking. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like he just he doesn't have the charisma. Like, he, like compare him to Cody. Like he doesn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have well, that charisma. He doesn't have take that. Cody out of that equation. No, no, because Cody is no. kind of like in the league by himself. No, 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 no. It's part of it. I mean, you want to put him in the top spot. Cody's in the equation. You know what I'm saying? Put him next to Jericho. There's no, there's no competition here. Like, like right off the bat, I see 
MJF being a champion before I see Sean Spears. You know? Like, because all these people have charisma. All these people have, like, presence that says, like, yo, I'm a champion. I don't see that in Sean Spears right now. Not yet. Uh, I, can it happen? Sure. Hopefully sooner than later, but I just don't see him being a champion. I just don't. All right. This match, I gave three and three quarters. It, it was... It, this match for the main card was my low end of the match. Um, I just, like I said, I just wasn't excited about it. It was good. I thought everyone did great work. Um, Sean Spears and Jordan Janela. Um, but it just wasn't like the most exciting of them. I just, yeah. Three, yeah. And, three, three and quarters. Alright. Um, next up, SoCal Uncensored, Frank Xavier, and Scorpio Sky defeated the Lucha Brothers and Private Party in a triple threat for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. I liked hated this. You know, I you know I don't like the the triple threat yeah. gimmick for tag teams. And I, I and I was hoping you saw me hoping that they would do some different rules. Cause it's AEW, it's not WWE. I hope they were like Hey, everyone! One person from every team is has to right. be in the ring. You only tag out your tag, you know that type of thing. You know, right. just do something different. They didn't do anything different with this, at least with the, those rules, anyway. Right. Um, but the match itself, I thought was good. Um, Private Party being there helped them for them to be the third team. Helped them because they're still green. So this really just hides a lot of their, See, you know their funny? greenness. When Private Party was on the indie scene, House of Glory and whatnot, you didn't notice all their, how green they were because it was like local stuff. Now that they're on TV a lot, you're starting to see it a little bit. And they, they're going to get better. Of course they're going to get better. They have to. They're extremely well, talented. Well, uh, hopefully they get better. But that's my problem is, if I, if I had to bring up a problem with AEW is, you know they're not allowed to do indie scenes, indie right. dates or anything like that. It's just what they what we see on TV is what we get of them, and that's right. it. So it's going to be hard for them to like improve if they're not going around doing other things. And so I'm, not, I'm curious as to how they're going to do that. And it's that. not like you know go, to go to WWE. Like if they had signed with WWE, they would have went to NXT first. They would they would have went to NXT. They would have did the NXT house show circuit without being on TV until they got a little bit better. Then they slowly would have been on NXT slowly until, until they got worked up into the main event picture, and then they, they got called up to stay in NXT if NXT was on USA. Mm-hmm. With AEW, AEW doesn't have that developmental. So like you said, they're kind of thrown on TV. Yeah, and like you said, because they're not allowed to do indies work. They really can't improve. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious as to how they're I'm surprised do that. they're not letting them work House of Glory. They mentioned House of Glory when they were talking about them. Well, they probably there. There are probably certain places that they do would let them work. So I'm sure they'll get some dates here and there of indie scenes. But they, they should be doing regular work. They're young they, enough. Yeah, they should be. Regular, they're young yeah. enough, and they still got a lot. They should be doing indie work all the time. Yeah. So. So that's my one concern for them. And I think if AEW did house shows, that would help them too. Yeah. They do a lot of non-TV work. Yeah. So. Because one thing I'm no, I'm sorry to cut you off again. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of stuff now as we're talking about it. Yeah. I noticed that a lot of times with, the, with Private Party, it takes them a minute or so to get into their move. And because their opponents know what move is coming, they have to kind of stop and wait for the move to catch, wait for them to catch up to them. 
I notice a little. I don't notice as much. I notice it a lot, or not. Like one of the things, well, but it'll either be perfect or I'll notice it. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. I notice it a lot during the tag tournament. A couple of things where they, they kind of everybody just kind of stop like hey, for like for like a pregnant pause for private party to get into the move. Okay. Does that make sense? I, I know what you're saying. So I, mean, I see that in like every wrestling match. Though. But yeah, but, but the <laughs> problem is, it's private, I'm noticing it because Private Party came in with such hype. Yeah. You know, they're friends of the Young Bucks. Young Bucks want them in there. I'm noticing it because they're a younger team. I'm noticing it more. Yeah. I'm sure. Hopefully, they'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. So, all that said, though, yeah. all those weaknesses of them, them being the third party here, it helped them. It yeah. helped them because it hides. Those flaws, you know, because it, it's all action. It's all high-paced action here, which is what they're great at. And, and that's what made this match great for them. Right. So I was like, all right, this works. This was a... So to me, this, I'll bet, being not one of my favorite gimmicks in matches, the triple threat tags, Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a four-snark... Snark. God damn it. Snark. Snark. Four-snark match. Um... Yeah, I put it in the book as that. Um, I'll go the same. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of SoCal Uncensored. Yeah. So, I was, and Scorpio Sky is, he's the future champion. He's just that good. Yeah, he's really good. And he's, they're, they're really he's telling the, a story with him. Yeah, I mean, and they're gonna, and, and as we'll talk about on Dynamite, they're building him up. Yeah. They're doing something with him. You know, they're teasing us with it. Yeah. Um. Next up, another match that I liked but I didn't love. Rio defeated Ima Sakura. Emmy. Emmy, Emmy Sakura. Sakura. It was good. I like Emmy Sakura's gimmick as a Freddie Mercury gimmick. I think mm-hmm. it's awesome. But the match itself was good. I I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I, I'm the same as you. I thought it was I thought it was great. The match itself was great. I just think it was a bit uneven. Uh, if you get what I'm saying, like Emmy Sakura is the heel in this situation she's supposed to be the heel in this situation but her wrestling her, her character is so audience driven right like you know she has to go she goes to the audience and she does the clapping so they can do the we are the champion right. claps and shit like oh, that we will rock thing. We, yeah. I'm sorry yeah we, we will rock you chants and stuff like that so so they're supposed to boo her and then do that at the same time. I, it, like it, it's it's a confusing situation for her to be in, but she was put in that because this this was a quick put together thing, um, just to have Riho have someone to fight. I mean, the story itself was fine because she was Riho's trainer, so it, you know it makes sense. Um, I just wish they built it up right with more time. Um, like even the video they used. The, the the promo video the video package right was like stuff they that was put together like the weekend before <laughs> like in in another promotion and shit like that so at the match itself it's three and three quarters I only go three and a half like I wasn't crazy about yeah. it but it was fun it was a lot of big a lot of nice spots and it was fun yeah. Just... and like I didn't again uh, the to speak on the unevenness of it like. Emmy didn't do too much controlling in order to have Riho have the the build up the, right. the comeback you know like there wasn't a lot of con- like controlling it was just a lot of back and forth and then Riho got the roll up 
which was fine. I didn't. I don't care about that. It's just, yeah, you know, the unevenness of it bothered me, because I know Riho's great. I just didn't see that here for this match because the the way they were the way they booked it was just weird. How they Emmy came out, they just had to treat Emmy differently. Just have her come out and just be a monster and stuff, constantly getting audience reactions. Right. You know, I just didn't like that. All right. Um. Next up, we had the main event. Chris Jericho defeated Cody Rhodes by technical submission when MJF threw in the towel. Um, Jericho had Cody action to Wolves Jericho. He doesn't use that often, mm-hmm. and you could you could tell Cody was in pain, mm-hmm. and MJF threw in the towel. And it came out after this match that that Cody's got to actually got some injuries, yeah, Le- legit injuries. They're gonna keep him out the rest of the year. Plus, he got busted open. Yeah, that was that that. that Cody went the way they had the ring set up. It was the ring entrance and went right into the ring. It was like no cutoff. Yeah, like the way WCW used to do it. So, but the problem is it's it's a it's metal, it's like graded metal where the wrestlers would walk in. So a scene where Cody jumped over the lamp, went over the top rope, and he ended up scraping his head on the metal, busting him wide open, mm-hmm. and the match was actually stopped. The heel you because know, it was bleeding pretty bad. And it turned out he has a lot of in, he you hurt you more than one injury, so he's gonna be out till the end of the, till next year. Okay, he's still gonna be on TV, I think, but he's not gonna wrestle till next yeah. year. But it was a good match. I mean, Cody and Jericho work well together. I mean, they're they're both great in the ring. They both tell great stories. Yeah, this was great. I love this whole thing. Um, I go four and three quarters on this. Yeah, I agree. It was four and three for me. I loved it a lot. And um, after the match was over, people have been thinking, oh, MJF's going to turn on Cody, he's going to turn on mm-hmm. it. And the thing we said, it's not going to happen. It's too soon. Yeah, well, I thought the reverse was going to happen. You thought Co- Yeah, I, I, I said that too. And Cody was going to turn on MJF. Cody was going to turn on MJF, and MJF would be the super fucking face. They went a different direction, and it fucking worked. It did. <laughs> after the match was over, no, MJF's apologizing to Cody. I'm so sorry. You can tell he was upset. Mm-hmm. And Cody gets up. Cody accepts his apology, and MJF kicks him in the balls. Yeah. And he walks out. As he's walking out, some fan throws a beer on him. And the fan ends up being an AEW plant. Yeah. Like a local talent. Yeah. Just to get more heat on MJF. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. The, the whole angle was great. The, everything they did was I, great. I thought it was awesome. Personally, I still would have waited. I would have done it so soon. But it I don't worked. know. Like, and we'll we'll talk about it later when we get to the next thing. But yeah, this yeah, this just worked. This is perfect. Um, and let's do the next thing. All right, all right. So the the official card is over. Yeah. Now we have the lights out match, which I think we talked about like in passing. We didn't really go into it. Yeah. No. No. I'm talking about like they they AEW does lights out matches a lot now. Yeah. Well, they've done it too much. I, I don't like that they do it too much. I just... But I, I will say every time they've done it has made sense and they've made it work. Right. But I do... Um, I wish they would figure out a different way to do whatever it is they need to do. With the way they use it, it just makes sense for the story to go forward and stuff like that. It, they, when they use it, it works. Um, they, there hasn't been a time when they've done it and it not work. Or or it just felt arbitrary. This 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 didn't feel arbitrary to me. It, it worked. I just wish they would just figure out maybe a different story to go with next time or whatever. I mean, I 
get why they did it. The trend, you know, because the, the feud between Kenny and John Moxley has gotten so bad. But I would have say I would have let them. I would have saved it. No, I mean, like I said, story wise, it just worked. Like it just worked in every aspect of the story. Like it just worked. It works. So Frank, it work. It worked. Um, Kenny losing in this situation, why he lost and how he lost, how they treated. I just thought it was perfect and how they did it. Um, Kenny lost, and the reason Kenny lost is because he's not good at these matches. He thought he could be, but he's not. He's not good at this. Uh, Moxley is good at this. Moxley has that callus built up. You know? is Can he try to be a... People call this a death match. It wasn't a death match. Uh, it's nothing like a death match. It's death match adjacent, maybe. But it's not a death match. Um, but... You know, Moxie is from that world, you know? Yeah. Kenny is not. I mean, Kenny's been in some fucking crazy-ass matches, but this, him being a deathmatch guy is not him. He's not known as a deathmatch guy. So, Kenny tried to be. You know, he you know he had the fucking broom with the barbed wire and all this stuff, and he brought out the glass table with the glass and stuff like that, which was cool. I thought that was a good little touch. You know, he brought the glass from the glass table. That he got put through. That's yeah, a little quarterback. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, he tried to be a deathmatch guy, but it's kind of like the the Batman movie, Batman, Dark Knight Rises, where he was like, "You were, you you used the darkness. I was born of the darkness. Right. I grew up here. I, you know, that's that's Moxley. He's Bane. He was born in that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if this was by mistake, or, or not a mistake, or if, if this was a happy accident, or if they did this on purpose, I wouldn't be surprised if they did this on purpose because of Kenny. Kenny's usually good with these little nuances. But if you look at some of the spots that they did where they both went down or both got hurt at the same time, like when Kenny did the the V-trigger through the full gear um, sign yeah, yeah, yeah. or when they both went into the, the, the barbed wire bed, Moxie is always the first one to get up. And if he's not the first one to get up, he's the first one who gets up and is ready to go. Right. If Kenny got up first, he was like limping away or some shit like that. You know, Moxie was always up and ready to go because he he's used to it. He has like a callus built up against it already. Kenny's not. So. So it made sense for this whole thing to go down the way it went for Kenny to lose to this. You know, and even after, and I'm going a little bit ahead here where. In the next dynamite, Kenny it wasn't even ready or cleared well, to wrestle. Right. You know? And who the first person who comes out on that show is Moxley. You know? Like it just shows that he he's built for that shit. He Kenny is not. The next match that when it comes to it, right now it's not gonna happen for a while, I'm sure, but the next match that between Moxley and Kenny, it's gonna be a regular match. And Kenny's gonna win that. Because Kenny is built for that. Kenny knows how to do that. Kenny knows how to do the regular match. And I love that. Um, and it, so it's great storytelling in that aspect of it. Um, I, I love the little shot calls. Again, Kenny's doing to Bushi Road or to Kota Bushi or whatever the fuck he's doing. Where he did the, the Phoenix Splash, which must have fucking hurt. Because he did the Phoenix Splash onto Wood and missed. Yeah. So that must have fucking hurt. Like real hurt, like 
It just looked like it hurt. <laughs> I think it hurt. Do you think it hurt? Probably. <laughs> um. So yeah. So the things they did in this match, like I, I don't know. People said they went too far with it, and I guess I understand some of it. But this wasn't. This was just a hardcore match than anything else. It wasn't a death match. Right. Um. Four and three quarters for me. I loved it. Um, I'm gonna go four and a quarter. I liked it. It didn't went on too long. You know, it's like it was like one of the things where it was like chicken it was like Peter and the chicken. It was just this nonstop fighting. It went. I think it just went too. For me personally, it went too long. Yeah. You know, if it was a real situation, one of those guys would be dead already. And it kept going. Yeah. And I pull out the pull out the board with the mouse traps on it. You know, the bed with the bar. It just went too far. The bed with the barbed wire should have been the end of it. <laughs> but no, they kept winning the ring and then they pulled up the cart, the matting in the ring to expose the cardboard, which ECW did first, by the way. I mean, NXT did first, by the way. What? When they pulled up the ring apron, it was the it was the wood. I mean, that's not a new gimmick. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm just messing with they, you. I'm, I don't think, like, they did, like, yo, NXT did this. Let's do this. I'm, relax. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I know. But it just went too long. I mean... It was entertaining, but it just went. It just kept going and go, you know. It just went too long for me. Yeah. The four and a quarter, four and a half. You know, I'm in that area. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this though. I thought I'd be happy. We're gonna talk about when we get to dynamite. I'm not enjoying John Moxley's. I'm not enjoying him. In AEW, I'm, I'm. I thought I would. I'm not. Oh, he's been great. Uh, to me, like he's, he's been awesome. I'm. Well, let's get into dynamite, and I'll talk about it more when we get to that, because that's actually where we want to talk about it more. Right. So, this is episode eight of the Wednesday Night Smarks. Yeah. Got to bring up. So to explain, are you doing that? Uh, to explain, uh, Wednesday Night Smarks is our shoot review of both. AEW Dynamite and this other show called NXT. Or oh, what? Whatever that means. I don't even know what NXT what means. Anyway. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it. Listen, we love both shows. Yes. So we we watch both shows. We we, we even the commentary. Right. God. It it's it's all good. And the greatest thing about this is that every Wednesday. We get fucking awesome wrestling. Yes. Again. Um, to that end, we are playing characters. And I'm going to defend AEW to the day I die. And John's going to defend NXT to the day he dies. Right. Um, and that's the idea of this review. Of this shoot review or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I say shoot review because while it is in character and I am joking for the most part, it is real review. It's real opinion. Right. You know? Um, taken to 11 I guess yeah that's all that's all that's all I'll say alright so let's do this let's do this oh one oh by the way let's go back to full gear for a second one thing I I noticed as I was looking for I couldn't find it when when they were talking about the Topa Supercita when when Jim Ross wants want to know what, what is it called and Excalibur was like Topa Supercita goes why don't you call it a dive off the top rope cause that you know Excalibur cause that's what they call it in Mexico <laughs> They'll want you to call it English. So, so I think Excalibur went out of his way every time they did the movie called that. 
every single time. <laughs> and I noticed on Dynamite, he did the same thing. He just kept calling it that move. I know he's probably screwing with Jim Ross, and Jim Ross probably taking it in good nature, but it's, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he's, he's, I think he's just screwing with Jim Ross at this point. I know, and it's hilarious. It, 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 it is hilarious. <laughs> um, I know they did the move talking about the Alabama Slam. That oh, little, yeah. little back and forth about that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Excalibur that's screwing with Jim Ross, and I'm just going with Bant. I don't. I'm not sure where it is right now. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, NXT AEW won the ratings war this week. Yeah. Um, well, it was a lot and all, but it. I think the numbers still say a lot. Like. NXT went down, sure, um, but they're still up from before the World Series. Right. So that's still good numbers for them. And I think they were able to keep some of those people that came over from Raw and SmackDown. Um, the number for AEW is obviously probably they just came off a of fucking awesome. Oh, the go. It was the right after show. Yeah, exactly. it's right after pay per view. It's like Raw always usually used to always do good, you know. Right. You know, so it's the same situation with this. So next week, maybe we'll have even a, a well. Next week number. might not be that good of indicator either because that'll uh, be the first show after Takeover War Games. Yeah, aren't they? Oh no, this week was the CMAs, right? The the. Country Music Awards, which is usually a big ratings thing. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if it was Wednesday night. It might, yeah, it was Wednesday night. Yeah. So anyway, that that was this week. Yeah. So never mind, never. Mind. But um, I, I I think I said I think I've been saying this right along. One of the problems NXT's got. This is what I don't get. Raw does over Raw and SmackDown do over two million each, right? NXT is a WWE product. It doesn't even get over hundred thousand, over a million. I still think part of it is NXT is still seen as a developmental brand. Even though I think they're actually a third brand now. Well, they're trying to make them that. They're not that yet. Right. But, but they're trying to make them that. Until they make them that, they need to be a third brand. They're still seen as developmental. I thought by having them on Raw and SmackDown leading up the last couple of weeks would get more people to watch it. And it did. It did, just that but it should be over a million. It really should. I mean, out of all three shows, WWE shows, that's the best show. Uh, yeah, that yeah, people. That's the best show that people aren't watching. Yeah, and listen, it's the the booking and how they book it. They, they did great. They did great on that SmackDown that one Friday night, and then after that, it was just the scared fifty fifty style booking that they even do, even in the UK. Which they should have flown some of the NXT guys over, but they didn't. They used the NXT UK guys, which is fine, makes sense. NXT UK, but even they fucking lost their matches. You know, even Walter didn't win his match. You know, and it's fucking Walter. Like Walter yeah. should have just fucking destroyed whoever was in front of him. Seth Rollins, yeah, fucking destroy him. Fuck him. You know, and then um the the tag team was it Mark Andrews and. The other guy? Yeah. Against whoever the... Uh, the Viking Raider experience shit. Right. Um, Viking Raider experience. Whatever the fuck they call them. I, I, <laughs> they're yeah. garbage. Not, not the wrestlers. Just the name yeah. gimmick. Um, you know, like... And, and they got... They basically just did a, a job for for those guys. Like... Now, the NXT... F- fucks up the NXT UK thing, which isn't doing all that great now anyway. Right. And and now NXT is looking like a joke again. 
to those Raw and SmackDown people. You know what I'm saying? See, that, that's what I think was one of the reasons why the NXT show was not getting high ratings because they kind of treat they treated like oh Raw and SmackDown are better anyway. Yeah. Oh, speaking of UK, UK Takeover Cardiff Two is going to be January. Yeah. On my birthday. Yeah. I am very excited about that. I'm going to try to leave work early because I want to watch it live. <laughs> I think it'll let me go early on my birthday. Mm. So I was, they announced it. I should be at the TV tapings, which will probably show in the next couple of weeks. But I'm very excited about that. All right, cool. It looks like it's going to be Tyler Bate and Walter for the title. All right, cool. So I'm, that's cool, too. So, yeah, so NXT's got to get out of that developmental, that developmental hell. Where everybody thinks they're not a brand. That's one of the things they need to do. The what other thing is the, the horrible booking. It's, it's bad booking the way they do things. And, I, and we'll get into it further on. But I just don't like the way they book things. You know, it's, it's WWE style of The one thing booking. I don't get that, they, that they're doing that's weird... They're doing the the horse the the women's war games match, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And Shayna Baszler is the leader of her captain of her team. Why are the other two not in it? Listen, I they, they a couple of weeks ago they had a they had it all set. You know they had the bad girl side and the good girl side. The good girl side just needed to pick one more wrestler, which could have been Tony Storm, and that's all they needed. And all of a sudden, the next week, the next week. That great angle gets fucking like convoluted with all this like wrestlers trying to Impress, be seen right, right. and shit like that. And for whatever reason, uh, Kai gets knocked out and they put in Mia Yim. I'm like, what is happening? And they kind of sort of did the same thing with the men's uh, this week. Well, there's a reason why. Yeah, I know. But yeah. We're going to get into it. That was done because that was done for reasons. Yeah. But one thing I don't get is, I mean, I, I'm thinking maybe the reason Jessamyn Duke and Maria Shafir are out is because maybe they got something planned for them, or they're not ready for this. Like this might be too much for them. I don't know how long Shafir and Jessamyn Duke have been wrestling for. Okay, but then don't. It it was basically booked one week. They shouldn't even have been in that angle. Right, I you agree. Know? I agree. If the, if if that's not the if you, if you weren't planning to shoot well, that I'm, shot, it should right, have been an angle. Right, I agree. So I mean, I mean, it's still gonna be a great match. I mean, we're gonna get into who the women picked, who the the heels picked as their fourth. We're gonna get into that yeah. later. In, it was revealed in later in the show. Yeah, but yeah, you run the ratings war, but I think the numbers are skewed a little bit. I think you you, you talked about it. Yeah, it's so, like. It's AW, closer than it's closer than it looks. AEW had the the pay per view heat, um, and NXT. It's still trying to get the the main roster. Still, yeah, and it's still up from before, so right. it's it's still a story to be told with these ratings. And then right. it's super fucking interesting. I never thought I would give a fuck about, about ratings. ratings, but here we are every week breaking it down, and I'm like, it's actually pretty interesting. It's when interesting, you start doing it. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, because what happens is. Because this matters, because it it determines whether or not these shows get canceled. Right. You know. Right. So it's it's weird how I'm interested in it. See, what I want to start doing, I gotta start writing it down. Is the breakdown by hour, like the AEW did this many in the first hour, the people leave the second hour. Yeah. Same thing with Smack. Like with Raw, like Raw's their third hour is notorious for going down. Right. Like, yeah. Because by then you're burnt out. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown usually stays pretty steady for two hours. It's only two hours. Yeah. 
Speaking of, before we get into this, your boy is back, CM Punk. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to talk. He about doesn't that. work. He's gonna be doing the, the back FS1 backstage, backstage thing. Yeah. He doesn't work for WWE proper, but but he does. But he is back on their alumni page. Yeah, he he. Listen, I know it's a Fox deal. I know it's a FS whatever. He's gonna be wrestling again. He works for WWE. Yeah. It he. It's not like he's doing some stuff for Fox Sports or anything like that. He's doing a kayfabe show. Talking kayfabe stuff about the kayfabe characters. Right. It's he's back with WWE and he's talking with kayfabe characters. You know, he's talking to Samoa whoever's there. He's not gonna be there every week. Um, but yeah, he's back with them. He's back. What cracks me up is the I'm gonna quote unquote fans for six years been clamoring for him to uh, come yeah. back. He finally comes back and they call him a sellout. What? You wanted him back. He's back. Because you can't make anybody you, you can't make anybody happy. No. All right. Um, commentary. This is always a fun debate. How was your boy's commentary this week? Uh, he was on point. He um, wasn't as bad as his other weeks and stuff like that. The one thing, he, the this one wasn't thing a he big, did, uh, like comedy show. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like. You can hear the grumble in him, especially when like he was talking about um, Marco Stunt. Yeah, you can hear some of his grumble, like oh, he's a he's a little guy. I was the that one, size when I was in sixth grade or some shit like that. Some shit the like one that. thing he does that I don't like, I think you mentioned you you kind of hinted at a little bit. He'll protect the people he likes, like when Cody messed up the power slam. Oh yeah, he said, "Oh, he doesn't have his equilibrium." Yeah, but if that had been anybody, if that had been anybody else, like he if that had been somebody he didn't like, he would have ripped him. Yeah. And the one thing, the one thing that Jim, I don't know if other commentators do, but Jim, I've noticed it most with Jim Ross. He talked about Jack Hager. He started calling him Swagger, and then rather than just let it go and keep going, he tried to he tried to fix it. And he made it, I think he made it worse. What, he called like you no know, Jack Hager, oh, Jack. No, he's, no, he said he called him Swagger, and he go he's like oh Hager, Hager has some Swagger. Like he tried, he tried to save it. Well, yeah, that's this, this, no, this but, professionalism. <laughs> right, but what he should have did was he should have he shouldn't have said anything. If because it was such a quick thing, because mm-hmm. it was in the middle of, of all kind of crap going outside the ring, it probably would have probably would have went right by people. But the problem is he no, went it back. Wouldn't. It wouldn't have. He went right back to no. it, he, but it made it more noticeable. No, that was just that's him being a professional to fix his mistake. But we all know he made the mistake. <laughs> Um, I put a poll up on our group on our Facebook page yeah. about the commentary yeah. like about Morrow's commentary and most people think he's the best like that's like, we, we you know people look like his commentary and one, somebody brought up a great point one thing that you don't like is like Morrow's over the top a lot during his matches he makes it seem like it's exciting you know the way, the way mm-hmm. he does it like, he's very energetic mm-hmm. What I like about that is that um, he makes every match feel important. But every match can't be that. But it has there has to be some sort of build up. You know what I'm saying? Like like a crescendo to that. It, it, every match starts off Mamma Mia and then ends Mamma Mia. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 he used to be better at that, and I kind of feel like like with most WWE things, is getting WWE 
is getting your hands on him and like, listen, this is what you're good at, so be this all the time. But I get that. But at least I'm gonna say it again. At least he feels. At least he sounds like he wants to be there. Uh, Whether to me, he sounds scripted. I don't. It I don't, sounds I, like I, he's I just think, reading a script now. I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't. I don't hear that. He 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 did. You know why he sounds like that? Because he is. I, I I don't think I, he is. You look at him. He's just reading off a script sometimes. Because he 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 writes down he, like I'm not saying someone wrote that script for him. He I'm I'm almost one hundred percent sure that he's he comes up with all of this shit that he says. And I'm almost one hundred percent sure of all the we, we you know we have a little bit of listeners now. I'm almost one hundred percent sure that he's one of our fucking listeners <laughs> because this week. This week, I wasn't even trying to pay attention to the commentary. <laughs> this motherfucker was shooting at me. There were mean? some wild-ass fucking references that he made where I was like... <laughs> Such as? No. We'll get to it when we go, like, match for match. I don't want to go through, like, the whole list again. I'll just do, like, the whenever we get to match for match, I'll, I'll talk to them. I'll talk on them. But, yeah. But, yeah, there were some where, like, I was like... What? <laughs> like... Well, especially like last week, when he made a reference that wasn't even true, and he just said, "I, I know." Like, what was it? Oh, Tegan, it was about Tegan Knox, and he said she hits harder than a red kangaroo, the native of New Zealand, where I know they don't have kangaroos, Nigel. I just wanted to make the reference, and I was like, "This motherfucker!" <laughs> that was last week. This week, there were some banger ones. Look, yeah. I, I love, see, I love Morris commentary because he's passionate. I love that. I, I love, I know, but he reminds me, no, no, he reminds me of Joey Styles was the same way. No, he, even Joey Styles. Joey Styles a, was a, the same a, way. A, I didn't want to hear bridge that. Bridge and down. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Joey Styles was excited, you know, excitable, but he didn't start from match one through that like you know what I'm saying yes even, he did and even the match itself it, it would have to build no up. bullshit Joey Styles was like that all I the mean, time I mean Joey Styles not from the opening of yes the match. he was and, and even if Joey Styles didn't script you know what I'm saying like Joey Styles was just saying things off the top of his head you know what I'm saying so that even makes it more authentic for her Joey Styles Joe's a little work by himself, which I will always throw out there. <laughs> I always love that about Joe's style. He called full pay per view by himself. Yeah. The first pay per view, barely legal. Did that shit by himself. Yeah. I will always respect him for that shit. Yeah. So, so, let's get into the shows. All right. So, commentary, I guess we'll just call it dead even again because we're, we're not going to agree on who, on who is better. <laughs> it's, not, it's never going to happen. Yeah. All right. So, since you won, you get to go first. Alright, the first match was a straight-up squash match. Um, before this, they showed a, uh, a video promo about Kenny. Basically saying everything I said before, where he got hurt. He got hurt too much, and he wasn't cleared to wrestle on Dynamite. So he had to leave. Uh, I thought was, the, he had like a black eye, which I'm sure it was makeup. Um, but this, this, the fuck, his cuts on his back that they yeah. showed, those were real. I was like, oof. Um, so yeah, so he had to leave and he was with his buddy, Michael Nakazawa and the opening match turns out to be Michael Nakazawa versus, um, John Moxley. John Moxley. Also, 
as Kenny was told that he couldn't wrestle, he wasn't cleared. The first thing he asked is, what about John? And then they let him know John was hurt too, but he he got cleared. And you could tell that that fucked up Kenny. Like, yeah. Like he he you know, he got more fucked up than than Moxie was. And Moxie showing being the first person after that match just a couple of nights before to come out on this dynamite. Well that was a cool little like even though he got fucked up too, he was ready to go. Right. From the start. Though so that was cool. Um, this being a squash match, I, I don't want to rate it because <laughs> it's a squash match. Um, if I had to rate the whole thing, though, I would... I don't know. The, the whole thing told a story. Right. Uh, one, Michael Nakazawa taking his body lotion thing and throwing it out. That was a cool little touch because he's like, nah, this isn't a joke right now. This is all business. So he threw out the, the body lotion that he uses and he went to uh, attack uh, Moxie. Um, and then after the match, Nakazawa tweeted, like, I had to do this for my friend Kenny. I knew I wasn't going to win, but I had to do it for my, my friend Kenny because I didn't want the friendship to be one-sided, stuff like that. Right. I thought that was a cool little touch to that. Um, not about this match, but... Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how long. I forgot what they said. It lasted like 45 seconds or something like that. like that, yeah. It's a quick match, so I can't rate the match itself. So, but the whole thing itself was great. The storytelling they were telling here. Moxie grabs the microphone after he squashes um, Nakazawa. Grabs the microphone, and he does. Uh, who you know? Who knew Moxie was a great on the mic, right? Um, he does a promo, calls Kenny a radical son of a bitch. It's a point blank reference, um, and. And gives him his props, and I like the way he did it. Like you know, he was the only person in AEW who was willing to fight him. And then he puts down an open challenge to anyone there, and which was a kind of weird feeling because you kind of expected someone to come out, right? Because that that to me is like WWE conditioning. Like because yeah. you expect if WWE does something like someone in WWE does like an open challenge, like that, somebody's gonna come out to accept. Yeah, right. and it's usually like a. Someone they ju- they just signed, right? You know right. that type of thing. So I'm thinking like, oh shit, Marty's coming, you know, some shit like that. This is where yeah. Marty's gonna scroll's gonna come out. It didn't happen, and, it was, and no one came out. And it kind of felt like everyone in the back was like, no, I'm good, <laughs> you know, like like I'm ain't fucking with you, like because Moxie will kill you. So the, I thought that was cool. And then what happened later on, we'll get into. I thought that was cool, but I don't know. I'm not gonna rate the match. Do I rate the situation? Um, I, 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 this told a story that got me excited, but I, I can't rate the match. If, if I'm going battle for battle, no. yeah, you have to rate the matches. We're not yeah, rating. So, we're not rating the problem. We're rating the matches. So there's no rating for this. Okay, one. you you well, yeah, beat the shit out of me. All right, me. so yeah. one of the problems I talked about it before. One of the problems I'm having with John Moxley, mm-hmm. it showed. I, I saw it during this promo a lot. He took his Dean Ambrose character and turned up to turned them up to twenty. He felt like it felt like Dean Ambrose out there. It felt like he was Dean Ambrose, but but but, but that's who he is, right? I, I don't like it's it. Dean Ambrose without the leash. I don't like it. That's, it feels that's who he always was, even when when Dean Ambrose was good. That's this is who he was. See, the problem is my favorite Dean Am- version of Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. was in the Shield first forms. That slimy guy. This doesn't feel slimy. 
Like that. Remember that version of Dean Ambrose when he showed first where he felt like that he was like he was almost like that serial killer type of guy. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't. He was. He yelled, but he wasn't like off chain yelling. This just feels like over the top a little bit. I know that's his character. I just can't get into it. Like the way he was pacing around, around like an and I just, oh, I just couldn't get into it. I'm like, I thought I'd be more excited about John Moxley in AEW. Like, like the way he should be. I'm not excited. No, I'm like, super excited. Like, I can't wait for I, more from. I'm especially not, the next week's match between him and the. the we'll who we'll talk it, about. Yeah. But look, it was still a good promo. Don't get me wrong. I was not as excited about him as I thought it was going to be. I know I'm in the minority. I get that, and that's fine. I accept that <laughs> but I am not it's just I'm not excited I mean I like him being there it's fun to watch mm. but I thought my excitement level would be higher than it is mm. I'm, it's not there okay. um, so you're our wrong, first match what happened you're wrong but whatever I'm, the, the, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm it's joking. It's <laughs> our opening match like I said I killed you this week yeah. Leo Rush Angel Garza for Cruiserweight Belt and this match was phenomenal yeah, it was great. From beginning to end, Angel Garza did that flip off the top rope while holding Leo Rush, mm-hmm. the, the um, moonsault. That deserved the Mamma Mia. <laughs> that was amazing. And they call him the next Eddie Guerrero. He, yeah, he, that, that was my one problem with this. Ooh. Well, it was Eddie's birthday. That's why they yeah, were doing no, it no, a lot. So, that, I mean, that's not the problem. It's just... It's, it's that they... They constantly invoke Eddie Guerrero at NXT. I kind of feel like that's what they watch. Like, they watch, like, tapes of Andy Guerrero for training or whatever. Um, because they always... I'm, 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 I'm being facetious, but, like, they always make an Eddie Guerrero reference. Like, every NXT wrestler does an Eddie Guerrero reference. I think he's Not just Morrow, but everyone. He, he might be one of the guys that's revered. Probably. Like, I, he has to be. Like, the, and he should be. Yeah, but, definitely, yeah. The one thing I love that Angel Garza did, now his character is always, he, so a pan, a opponent goes to grab him, they grab his tights and they, they pull his pants off because he's got the tights underneath it. Well, no, he that's went, not, that's, he usually takes off his own tights. Who was that that does that then? That was him. Where usually he wrestles with them on and then the opponent pulls him off by mistake. No, no, no. The, he pulls them off. That's his gimmick. He pulls but them off But during pants. the match. During the match. He but what he did off. on here was he went outside the ring to and, his, the, the wife. in front of Leo Rush's wife but he took off himself. Yeah. Like, like I'm taking no, that. I'm saying, like, he always takes off his pants. No one else is, takes off his pants. Wasn't Last he... week, that happened by accident because it was it was a funny gimmick where Tony Nese power bombed the pants by accident. But so, but the part no, the see, gimmick is the is last that... couple of times I've seen him, opponent was going to grab and opponent pulled it off. I saw it before the Tony Nese match. It's not usual for. But it happened a, twice. A, but it's not usual for Angel Garza. Angel Garza usually does a move, and then at, at, after he does like a special move, he'll take off the pants and rip them off. But I like you that know. he did it here before the match, like before the match really got heated. It was during the match, but no, at, I'm yeah, before it got he, really, he, really heated. He ran out and he he went right next to his wife and then took off his pants, which was super disrespectful. I thought I love that. Yeah, that angle of it. Uh, that was an awesome thing. But anyway, back to the match itself. The match was great. I thought Angel Garza was going to be Leo Rush. Like, they made it seem like was, like Leo was going to lose this match. And and Leo got the pin, but Angel Garza's foot was under the rope for a second, and then, yeah. he, then it got pulled out of the way. Yeah. Like, Leo grabbed the leg, you know, to hold the leg up. Yeah. So you know they're going to get a rematch at some point. Probably yeah. at War Games. Yeah, no. Which would be the obvious choice, because there's no title matches on War Games. So this would be the perfect place to put yeah. it. 
No, I love this. I loved it a lot. Um, this was four and a half snarks. This was an amazing match. Um, audience was annoying, though. They kept going back and forth on shit. They were, like, super excited, which was cool. Like, like the audience helped in that regard. Like, everything was a fucking main event move, right. which was kind of awesome. Like, the audience was just super into this match, but they were super into everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, Angel Garza was the super heel in this, but they were loving him. And then they were loving Leo. I was like, who's the bad guy here? That's And Angel's supposed to be a bad guy. Right. He's supposed to be the heel. But then, two weeks prior, he had like a face video package. I was like, what are they doing with Angel Garza? Uh, and heel Garza. Um, but, yeah, no, the match was amazing. I loved it a lot. And he also did an angle after the match where a camera was back was outside and found Tegan Knox and Rhea Ripley knocked out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, I thought okay, that was um, okay. Dakota Kai. Like, that's her heel turn. But we'll get into that later. What was your next match? Uh, next match is the Jurassic Express um, versus uh, Dark Order. Uh, surprisingly good match. Um, Dark Order has been slowly and sneakily getting over with the crowd. Yeah. Like, they, they, it's not go away heat anymore. It's, they're naturally booing them now. It, it's, and it's because they've been having good matches. Um, and if they sucked and they had this gimmick, then it'd be a problem, but they don't suck in the ring. Right. But they just have this bad gimmick and now it's getting over with the crowd. So, so now it just worked and this match was really good. I get, the whole thing I gave like three and three quarters. Um, Jurassic Express was impressive. The audience fucking love Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I'm gonna do the JR thing. Um, the audience loves Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, uh, and uh, even I don't know how AEW does it. Normally I don't like this shit. The the, the whole comedy thing like the. It's a jungle boy and a smaller boy and a dinosaur. You know, it's not my thing. But somehow, this shit is entertaining. I'm like, oh shit. Even um, Stunt is fucking entertaining. This Stunt was really good in this. Except for one botch. Oh yeah, when he went to yeah. go the top row when he slipped, yeah. Yeah, but fucking Jungle Boy fucking saved that shit. Look, Jungle Boy is a future superstar. Like, he's, he's quick with the fix. You saw yeah. that? Like, he just kicked Kick Grayson. One thing I did. One thing I didn't like. I mean, I don't know who to blame for it. When he slipped, Devin Grayson didn't move. No, he moved. No, he he stayed in place. No, until they fit, until they fix. No, Jungle Boy kicked him. That was Shit. Jungle Boy fixed it. Jungle Boy was holding on to um uh, stunt. Stunt fell down. Jungle Boy looks at Stu, does a quick uh, kick to his stomach. So, so see, I didn't Grayson, see that. Okay, yeah, so I Grayson would that. just like kneel down, like oh, and then Grayson gets back up. Okay, and then they do the move. Right, I thought right. that was awesome. That's fine. I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, Jungle Boy fixed it. That's why I'm like, holy shit, Jungle Boy is gonna be a future star. Oh, please, hell yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, I my notes. Uh, Jungle uh, Jurassic Express, impressive. Botch with quick fix from uh, JB Jungle Boy. Uh, Grayson's fucking crazy. You saw that like Swanton he did. Onto the apron yeah. and shit. Like I was like, holy shit. Um, 
he lost his last name, uh, his first name. He lost his first name in this. You saw they, you saw they just they low him, they low key did it. Yeah, they just call him Grayson. Yeah, the Titantron still says Stu Grayson, but when the audience the announcer announced him, they did, they just call him Grayson. Jr. called out to that where he and he's done this before too, where he said, "Oh, he's still mourning off the loss of his first name." Something like that. Now, what match was it during this match? Oh, hold on. I th- I can't remember if it was during this match. Now we've been I we well me mostly we've been shitting on the referees because like they're not like you know they're calling the tag matches different than the referees. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was during this match or during the main event where the where the referee where I guess I'm trying to remember what happened where. Somebody got tagged in and they went for the pin and it, it was Jim Ross said he could do that because he's legal. I can't remember if it was this match or the main event. Uh, probably maybe this match. I'm yeah. not sure. So like they'll kind of they'll, 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 they'll a shot at people that are shitting on the referees. Yeah. So. Um. So so yeah so then after this match, the Dark Order grabs they win. Stun takes the pin. Um, Dark Order grabs a mic and they try to recruit Marco Stunt. And uh, yeah, which was great. Great character work from um, Evil Uno, who's obviously the spokesman of the group. Yeah, um, which I wasn't expecting, but yeah, he that's was, fine. He was really good. He controlled the crowd as they were booing and booing, and he's like, "Hey, give it up to this guy!" And he just turned everyone around. Um, so I can see a good promo coming out of him one of these days. Um, if they keep this gimmick, I don't, I don't know how much longer they're gonna keep it. The one thing I like is when 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 they were giving him the mask and Marco took the mask and Jungle Boy grabbed it and it was you know it was like you go I respect that get him yeah <laughs> the way he did what he did it. He yeah. like, thought he was gonna walk I, yeah, respect, I respect that, that. get him get him <laughs> and then they all start attacking and then you get the return of Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus. again this dude's super fucking over ever the fucking crowd just was thunderous when this guy comes out and he was just. Like, he was awesome. Like, I mean, not great. He looks so awkward. And he looks so, like, gangly out there. But he, he does his, these freaking awesome moves. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Um, I didn't like that tail whip he did when he got in. They call it, you know, that kick he does? Yeah. That's like um, Alistair Black's type of kick. Yeah. They call it the tail whip. I didn't like it. It, it looks, looks, it looks, it looks like it doesn't make, it looks like it barely makes contact. Yeah, I was like, Ugh. But it, it's, it's a fucking dinosaur guy. How can you not like it? Like yeah. it's it's weird. I normally I don't like these gimmicks, but I'm liking this shit, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I I've liked them from the beginning. So <clears throat> Jack Perry said it in an interview or some such where everyone at some point used to love dinosaurs, and if you didn't, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's it. Like that's I guess that's it. At some point, I, I used to love dinosaurs, and now this is just my childhood back to life or some shit like that it, it's cool um yeah and they're pushing a little story here with them back together and then they hug and everyone just pops for it uh, it was cool it was a cool little moment like right. I said three and three quarters next. Right. next up there's kind of a squash Zia Lee defeated Leah and in the process broke a nose <laughs> oh wait 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 wait, wait. good 
before we go into it, I got to do some um, Mauro Ronaldo things for the first match. Jesus Christ. Uh, cool Janie feels like a fan, something like a phenomenon. I don't understand. See, you know what's fucked up about this? I don't even, go, I didn't even write that shit from Jim Ross anymore. Betty I just let it go. References. No, you don't. Um, I don't write down Jim Ross shit anymore. You, you bring up everything that he does wrong. Uh, egg scrambled should be huevos. <laughs> uh, great match. Okay, next match. <laughs> he still called him Swagger. <laughs> See, like <laughs> Lee defeated Lee in a, in a squash match, and the bro, in a process broke Lee's nose. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she probably broke her nose for real, but I know that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this was a a work. Because yeah, because then you have like two of these in one. I think yeah. this one was the work, and the other one was the real one. Oh my we'll god, get we'll get to that. that. Jesus yeah. Christ! Obviously, the other one's the real one. But. Yeah. So after the match is over, Finn Balor came out. Well, wait, we we let's talk about this match first. It was it was it was, it was there. Uh, thanks to Nas, I can oh. use the reference that she has more kicks than a baby in her mother's stomach. Aaliyah killed. Oh, Zaya uh, Lee killed Aaliyah, broke her face. Um, I like actually like this match. I gave it three and uh, three and a half snarks. Yeah, three and I'm, a half. I'm still snarks. gonna get. I mean, but you you. you was it, was it better or worse than the tag match? The It wasn't better. I like the tag match better. Right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to argue with that. Um, but yeah, Xia Li, obviously, if she, if, I mean, if she sticks with NXT, she's a real talent. She, she's awesome. I think yeah, she's she was talented. in the, um, the Mae Young. Yeah. And she's been in NXT before they went into USA before, too. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, she's an obvious talent. Um, Aaliyah is it's just you know enhancement yeah. talent she's, yeah she's here to take those L's that's it um, so I wouldn't be surprised I'm sorry I wouldn't yeah, be yeah. surprised if she she comes back with a nose um, what, what do you call it a nose job yeah because that's probably what they storied this out she probably was told to get a nose job or some shit like that yeah. so they broke her nose so she <laughs> can come back with a nose job or some shit like that um but yeah, I, I I I am curious as to the future of Zia Lee. If she stays, because she has she has presence like a motherfucker. Yeah, hell yeah. So after the match was over, Finn Balor came out. He mocked Johnny Johnny Gargano, and then changed the subject to Matt Riddle. Now so Riddle comes out. Riddle chases Balor away. Now Riddle's in the ring. Undisputed Eric comes out. So Riddle then 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 um Keith Lee comes out, and Tommaso comes out. And Keith Lee challenges Adam Cole, but Roger Strong accepts the challenge instead. You know, the champ the champ wrestled two nights, he wrestled he beat Daniel Daniel Bryan, he took it to Seth Moss, the champ deserves a night off. You're gonna fight me instead. Yeah. That's basically what he did. Um the the Finn promo was a bad promo. I didn't like that at all. It's it's like a NWA type of promo. Like he's like some wrestler from Southern style, like like there's no men back there, you know. Like, like he's the old veteran coming back. I just, I just don't. I, I don't like what they're doing with Finn. I think he looks cool and all that, but the the promo sucked. No, yeah, you're wrong. It the promo sucked. Yeah. That was not a good promo. Okay, what was your next match? Um. Next match is. Triple Threat with Darby Allen 
uh, Sean Spears and the librarian um, at first I thought this was just gonna be Sean Spears and the librarian because Sean Spears makes his stupid entrance um, where he, the lights go off and he's coming in and then they go they go to commercial during his entrance during his entrance the librarian comes I'm like ah oh, this is gonna be like probably the worst match I've ever seen this is gonna be Sean Spears and the librarian and then they come back from commercial and then there's one more coming up now I don't know I, I, I didn't see the card before this so I didn't know this was going to be triple threat but then Darby Allen comes up and Darby Allen's super fucking over with this crowd Darby Darby all in I'm going to call it get it? yeah I get because it because the way they spell his name yeah yeah uh, um, so yeah so it right away I knew that librarian is going to take the fall here <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's the pin eater. Uh, I just didn't know who was gonna put him under. Uh, the match itself was fine. What did I give it? Hold on. <coughs> three and three fourths. It was it was a good match. Um, but essentially, it was a it was a triple threat that towards the end turned into a squash match. Right, because Joey Janela came out and attacked Sean Spears. Yeah, and then. The librarian takes a squash from Darby Allen, who he does his coffin drop. Coffin drop. That boy ain't gonna be walking by the time he's thirty. <laughs> some of the some of the hit, some of the stuff he takes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Which makes me excited for what's gonna happen next when Darby Allen picks up the microphone and just a couple words, John Moxley, I accept, and the crowd just goes fucking nuts, and then we're gonna get that match next week. Darby Allen I want to save that for the next pay-per-view or something. Would you do it right away? Listen, you, you still have a lot of matches left in Darby Allen. Yeah, you still yeah. have a lot of matches left in Darby Hold on. Do you, do you really? Yes. That boy's going to kill himself. He's going to be crippled in a couple of years. You still got matches. He's still young. You know what I'm saying? Like, this can still be built up again. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Just go all out. This is a war. So, yeah. You, you give this... You do this now. Um, it's going to give... And it's going to be a regular match. It's not... As far as I know, it's going to be a regular match. Um, which is good, because it gives Moxie some regular wins and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, speaking of what, I like when Moxie won the match. He looked back doing his promo with like, this match count? Yeah. That, that was kind of cool. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. That was actually... Yeah, and the, the whole thing... Yeah, because that's another reason why the, the Lights Out match worked. Because now it gives Moxie this chip on his shoulder. Like, like fuck all you guys from stopping me from doing what I need to do here. So I'm going to fuck all of you guys up. Whoever steps up to me. And he's going to win. He's going he's gonna to win against Darby Allen, But it's going to be a great fucking match. Uh, so I can't wait for that. This show for Dynamite did a lot of great work. With just pushing stories forward. Not just the championship stories. Just all these other stories that they have brewing under the the main event cards just just pushing stories forward and I love that um but yeah what I say three and a half three and three quarters okay I give it All right on our ring that I, the keep going from from before we have <coughs> hold on hold on Keith Lee defeated Roderick Strong after hitting him with Supernova these guys always put on a great match together yeah, are you uh, Keith Lee and Roderick Strong? Yeah, I didn't like this one though. Why? It just it just seemed like 
there was no life in these guys. Like, they were doing great moves and all. But I just didn't feel the excitement of this match. This shit. When they were doing that, that gimmick with, before with the the challenge, where Keith Lee was challenging them and, and Roger Shaw, I was super fucking excited for the match. I was like, holy shit, we're going to get this? And this and and then the match happened, and it wasn't. I wasn't excited. It was. It was kind of. I don't. I'm not gonna say boring, but it just didn't excite me, which I guess means boring. <laughs> I just. I, it just wasn't feeling it. Well, I liked it. I mean, was it? Was it? Was it? It wasn't garbage. Like I gave it three and a half, but it just was not garbage. It just wasn't like grabbing me like it should have. Like right. a a Moxley. Uh, a Lee versus Strong should have been a great fucking match, and this was not that. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed enjoyed the Triple Threat because again, you know, I enjoyed it more than the Triple Threat. Was it a great match? No, but but I the Triple Threat to me didn't do anything for me. Hmm? The Triple Threat match and Dynamite didn't do anything for me. I mean, it did a lot. I mean, it it pushed that story forward and everything. I mean it pushed the story along with Darby Allen challenging John Moxley but in and of itself the match was kind of there you know what I'm saying like the match itself didn't do anything it's what happened after the match that moved the story along and during the match too with the Spears and Moxley you mean Spears and Janela that's what I meant <laughs> yeah I just didn't like that I mean, I'll give you the win if you want it, but <laughs> I mean, cause I'm not gonna sit and argue over this. That's the point, though. That's the point. The Keith Lee Roderick Strong match had more to it in terms of moving storylines along. It didn't they move moved their story. Or... Well, it did because they're, they're facing each other in war games. That's gonna happen regardless. Right, but it kind of like it, it built up the heat between them. Leading going into war games. What heat? Like what, it's just a fight. It's it was just... more. To me, it was more to it than that triple threat. Because you knew the minute Spears left, you knew who was winning the match. Like, there was no doubt left in your mind. With this one, Keith Lee could have took it or Roger Strong could have took it. With that match, you knew that the minute Spears was out of the equation, you knew Avalon was taking the pin. Immediately, you knew. Well, you knew Avalon was going to take the pin regardless. Because he was, it's the light. But you didn't know who was gonna win. Though. You, just, yeah, you, you didn't know, know who was gonna be Spears or yeah, Darby so, Allen. So all of a sudden, you don't know who's gonna win. I, I see, just see, I, your story's changing now, boy. Your story's changing. It's not. <laughs> I mean. So anyway, so after the match was over, <laughs> undisputed attacked, and Dominic Dijakovic came out for the save to earn the fourth spot. Yeah. And then the little backstage, little outside segment with Justin Duke, Shafir, and Candice LeRae were found beaten up outside. Yeah. First off, let's go back to that. Who called that? What? Who called that? That the uh, Lee and uh, Dijek, uh team up? Well, no, they they t- for Warrior. I yeah. saw that coming. We, no, we, we knew that Dijakovic was going to be the fourth member. We we both knew. Yeah, but I, I called it early. I no, it, we knew he was going to be the fourth the, member. There was nobody else I could have used. No, I told you this shit way before War, War Games. Like those two were eventually going to be teaming up. No, you said they were going to team up in Dust Rose Classic. No, I said they were going in some way. They were going to team them up. Well, no, Whether the minute in a they, Dust the, Rose or something. Yeah, but situation. the minute 
Right, but then when the minute they announced the war, they started putting the war games thing together when Keith Lee was on the team and Matt Riddle, I knew Dr. Cole was going to be the fourth member. Yeah, okay. I fine. knew it right there. But I called that they were going to put those two as a team early on because that's WWE booking. They, they can't end the feud. They can't put one guy over. They got to put them together for a while. <laughs> What's next? So well, so I mean, I know you want to take the win for that triple threat, but I can't. I can't give it to you, dude. Keith Lee, Roger Strong was a better match. I can't. I can't give it to you. It wasn't though. It really I, I can't. Wasn't. I can't give it to you. I just can't. I can't. I gotta fight you on this one. It just wasn't. Let me. Let me. I put. I even. I even. I put three snark on that shit. You're insane. It wasn't that great. But it was. It had more excitement than that triple threat. It did it though. It really did. Lighting up Strong's chest like John Wick. His wick so you're going back to the, the fucking pr- commentary again. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. We're no, no, I'm just. Commentary. I just want to get into that. I didn't do that one for this match. Lighting yes, I up, heard the John Wick thing. Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Look, this was one of the ones that like blew my fucking mind. Uh, lighting up John's chest like John Wick. His wick shines the brightest. He took two references and strung them together. I was like, "What? <laughs> this motherfucker!" And then he made he made some Star Wars references that flew by me. I just didn't hear him. I was too busy watching the match. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is what I've been doing with Dynamite too. I'm just concentrating on the matches. Like things are popping out, but for the most part, I'm not even listening to the commentary anymore. That's not true. Um, no, think, uh, certain things will pop out but like I'm not listening to every little mistake either yeah you kind of are no I'm kind of not yeah I, I, I just give it three snarks I can't I, I, can't, I can't put uh, it over I can't put that over I can't dude really that not that match sorry they have a better match in them it was not this yeah but come on it was not this look no I way. like the librarian gimmick but any match he's involved in he's not that good what happened? I like the librarian gimmick. I think it's yeah. hilarious. But any match he's involved in, you know he's gonna get pinned. So it was like, it felt like a squash match. The minute the minute Sean Spears out, it was a squash match. You're gonna really rate a squash match over Keith Lee and Roger Strong? Really? Yeah, because Keith really? Lee and Roger Strong should have been more than what it was and it wasn't. But you're still gonna rate it you're still gonna rate a squash match over it? Yeah. You never because raised. Come Lee on, should have the Keith Lee strong man should have been amazing. That should have been the match of the night, and there's nowhere that was near that. Yeah, I get that. It was just a bunch of moves, and then you, it ended. And then you're really gonna the, rate a squash match better? Come on, yes, because it had, you're better than that, dude. No, nah, it was it was better than just just being a squash match. It had it the was. squash. It, it's squash adjacent. No, it was a squash match. No, the minute the minute Spears is out, Darby Allen destroyed Peter Avalon. Yeah, but it, you had to wait till Spears got out. Before then, it wasn't a squash match. Right till Janela comes in. That's I, a if it match. was Spears and Darby Allen one on one, I would give it to you. I would. But you put Darby Allen basically against Peter Avalon. I can't give that. I just can't give that to you. Man. I can't. <laughs> you got. I can't. I can't give you. Darby Allen, Peter Avalon over Roger Strong. He, I can't do it. I just can't. Listen, if they put on a better match, it was more exciting than that that Lee and Strong match. 
You're insane. There's no way that match was better. Th- that match should have been better. That match has but so it, much potential in it to be better. But, this, but it wasn't. It just wasn't. Like, I can't, dude. I, I gotta. I'm gonna fight you on this one. Like I said, if it was Spears Darby Allen, yeah, I'll give it to you. I might give it to you. But basically, Darby Allen, Peter Avalon, hell no. There's no way, dude. Come on. I can't. I can't. We're gonna call this a draw then. All right. We have to because there's All no. Right. Yeah, we're not. We're we're not letting go of it. No. Yeah. You know what I think we should do? What? We should contact C's. Not tonight, but in the future, just have him on call to be like, listen, which match did you think was better? Yeah. If he, if he watches. And then he'll be another tiebreaker or some shit like that. Yeah, no, but I know you, though. You're a cheap bastard. You'll call him up beforehand and tell him. He's not going to take my, take, take me yes, over. Yeah, no, you won't. He likes you more. He'll take <laughs> All right, um, what was your next match? Uh, next match for AEW was... Sorry. Okay, so this was a squash match. Um, Nyla Rose versus Danny Jordan. Oh my god, that was uh, a squash match. Yeah, this was just a squash match. Holy crap. Yeah, this was to put um, uh, Nyla Rose over the native beast, uh, Nyla Rose, um, who overpowered Jordan during the brutal beatdown. The hands was hosted over him, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this was fine. I again, this was just a squash match. This was just to lead to um, the the gimmick with um, what's her face, Brandy and uh, Awesome Khan, with the because after the match, Siobhan is interviewing Ali, and uh, Ali gets killed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by Awesome Khan with the knife, and they cut the hair off. You got a good chunk of her hair. That's her. That's also Connor's gimmick now. Yeah, she she, she collects hair. That's her um she trophies. S- she scalps them. Yeah. Um. Which is interesting. I'm curious as to what it is they're doing. And she has like a lot of she has a lot of hair there. Like they just started this gimmick. Like whose hair is that? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, you know, <coughs> we know what also Connor was doing before she went to AEW. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious as to what they're doing. I'm glad Brandy's next to her. I hope like this is her thing now that she's just gonna be like a manager because she'll be perfect for that role. Right. Um, the the knife scares me <laughs> a little bit. Like I'm like that looks like a real knife, you know. And she like she twirls it, so I feel like one of these days she's just gonna be like whoops, and it's gonna be twirled into the audience. And then, then NXT just wins because AEW's canceled. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was this was fine. Like, this was a good gimmick. Um, I'm, I, I hope they don't go too crazy with the voodoo stuff. Like, I hope she's not collecting all these hairs from for all these from all these women. That, that goes straight to WWE territory, right there. Yeah. With the, yeah. And then all of a sudden, whoever's hair she collected now works for Brandy. Like she controls them through voodoo or some shit like that. I hope they're not gonna do that shit. I feel like they might do that because the whole voodoo gimmick. I hope they do it just to fuck with you. Yeah. Anyway. Because they're listening. Yes. So next up for me, Isaiah Swerve Scott defeated Bronson Reed. Oh, this is the match of the Jabronis. But it was still a pretty good match. I mean, 
Bron- they, they, they're kind of quasi pushing Bronze Reed a little bit. Like, they're making him look good. And Swerve Scott is good. Well, look, this, I mean, this the match was great. Don't get me wrong. It, the, uh, definitely got the match option on this. But the, this was more of my complaint on their booking. This is just the uh, who's going to go over so they can lose to uh, a bigger NXT guy. Right. That's all this was. Um, both of them are great. Swerve Scott is awesome. They obviously like Swerve Scott, but it's it's just to heat him up so he can take an L against someone who's bigger. That's it. Swerve is so fly, he's a flight risk. Uh, <laughs> Swerve's house. I don't get it. Like, Run's house? He, that's yeah, the way he, yeah. the cadence he put on it. He was like, Swerve's house. And I was like, I was like what? You know, I, now that I remember... When he said that, I, I went into Dogma, whose house? Yeah. Swear it. I, I went right to Dogma. Yeah. Um, I gave it three and three quarter snarks. Uh, really good match. Uh, just the booking. I'm starting to like weird. Bronson Reed. But yeah, I He's love, starting to grow on me a little bit. Yeah, I love both of them. Um, particularly Swerve, Scott. I like Swerve. Oh, he made a, a trap. Tra- he made some type of rap reference because of the Scott name. Like he said... I forgot what he said, but he was he was Swerve Scott and Travis Scott. He was he was mixing them too. You know, it's getting annoying now, right? Uh, right? Like getting, exactly. No, no, no. Not exactly. That he's I'm, doing I'm it. glad you said it my way. No, no. Thanks, Jack. You're, you're agreeing nit- with me because you're nitpicking. I appreciate now. what you're doing is you're nitpicking. <laughs> no, well, it, if he's throwing all these nits at me, I can't help it. I'm not picking them. He's throwing them at me. Oh my god, whatever. So, what was your main event? Oh, after the match was over, I'm sorry. So after the match was over, Matt Riddle, it was announced that Matt Riddle's facing Finn Balor because Gargano's out. Yeah. Which means that Dijakovic didn't fill that spot. He's taking Riddle's spot. So it's still one more spot to be filled. Yeah. I think it might be Tyler Bate would be a good choice. Sure. Just arbitrary throw someone out. I don't know. I don't know. Makes sense. There's no one. I mean, who else? It's. It's just an arbitrary thing <laughs> at this point. It's it's not a match of people who want to fight each other. It's just right. it's just a match. It'll be great. Like that's the thing I always say about takeovers. I don't give a fuck about the matches that they set up, but when it happens, it's it's amazing. But right now, the story and the build up of it, it's like I don't give a fuck. The st- the build up wasn't too bad until there is no build up. There is no build up. Who like why are these people fighting? <laughs> You know well, it was Keith Nimmer. It started out. With, it started out with Tommaso Ciampa, and then Riddle and, and Riddle and Keith they came out to help Tommaso, and that's how it started. Yeah, like a week before War Games was even announced, or the 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 actually the week it was announced. War Games. Well, of course, because they're setting up War Games. Right? <coughs> it should have been up. set up before then. That way, there's a reason to be. All right, you guys hate each other. Let's put you guys in a match. You know what I'm saying? Other than it's just arbitrary, and then the women's thing is just way more arbitrary than this. I'm like, it's uh. yeah, the war, the women's one doesn't make sense because it should have been the horsewoman. Yeah, but we're gonna get to other stuff later. And after we were supposed to get Pete Dunne, Kill, Killian Dane, but Damian Priest came out and basically took up took up both of it, took out everybody. Yeah, so it wasn't really a match. All right, what is what was your last match? What I believe it? you should be on your main event. No, it's two more matches. Okay. Uh, well, first, before this, we had Jericho come out uh, and cuts. If it was just this, like, the, the this promo, like, with just Jericho, it would have been awesome. 
But it wasn't just this. Jericho comes out, talks about how much he's better than Cody and stuff like that. He beat Cody and shit like that. Um, and then you hear Cody's music. And you're like, oh shit, there's going to be a fight. And it's not Cody. It, it's MJF. And the fucking crowd goes crazy. I'm going to say this. MJF's the only true heel that company has. He's the only guy that, get, get, that all he does is get booed. There's no heels in that company. I think MJF's the only real, true heel they have right now. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> he's the one guy that doesn't get cheered by anybody. And it's not go away, it's heel heat. He's the only guy there that gets true heel heat. Uh, I mean, there are others. Mm. Jericho uh, gets the heel heat, too. Yeah, he gets it only when it's against Cody. Everybody else, he doesn't. No, he gets it against Cody. When it's against a face, he, he gets the heel heat. If they put him against a heel, he's going to get cheered. He's too big to get to go against any other heel. Um, but yeah, this was great. This was a great promo. Um, MJF came out and just held his own with Jericho, which I thought was fucking awesome. Um, this guy's like 23 or some shit like that. And you can see Jericho just admiring him. Like, this guy's kind of good. Um, and then the, the back and forth I loved. Like how like they, they treated this as if these are two alpha males. You know? And they're not going to give the other any type of leeway. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, do you want to join Inner Circle? If there was a, if no, do you want me to join It felt it was a little WWE-ish, the way they were doing it. Not a, a bad... Not, not, yeah, not, I know what you're saying, but it it they were showing, like, these are two alpha males. Like, these are two people who are in charge. The, the MJF is not joining Inner Circle. Um, It's... He'll be in a circle adjacent. Like, he'll have his own thing with Wardlow, whatever his name is. Wardlow. Wardlow. Um, but, like, the, that whole back and forth where do you want to join the inner circle? Well, do you want me to join the inner circle? That's them fighting for, like, dominance right there. You know? None of them would, you know, would get off the, the stoop right there. It was just, like, both going head to head. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually those two will probably go head to head and that'll leave that'll leave that'll probably give Jericho a reason to leave for a while and MJF will be the top heel but right now he there's I I I mean they haven't shown anything but I don't think MJF is joining Inner Circle that doesn't that wouldn't make sense for him I think he's gonna do his own thing with work whatever his fucking name is <laughs> um, but what I loved about this episode in, in, in his entirety was you're starting to see the the star making machine of AEW cause you got MJF Ward Wardlow Wardlow he's basically their first homegrown right like he's not an indie guy yes he is no he, he what, where, where is he I'll wrestling? look it up he, he was an indie guy I believe he was an indie guy. Let me look it up. Okay, yeah, keep talking. Even if he was, it for a week or some shit like that. This guy's brand new. Um, it, so you can see like they're creating their own stars, homegrown instead of like he. And even if he was, he's not an indie star. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he, this guy comes he's out. He's been wrestling for five years. He's not some indie star. Like he, they just grabbed him out of nowhere. Like it's not it's not like MJF or 
or Kenny or anything like that, like or whoever, whatever okay. indie guy they brought in. You know, it's not Johnny Gargano coming to NXT. Is is this Ward? Whatever the fuck's name is. He needs Wardlow. A Wardlow. He needs a. Just call him War. <laughs> just call him War. Give him a wrestling gimmick name. War. Anyway. Um, I, that was a perfect. That's actually his last name. Okay. In real life. So. I thought it was cool how they brought him in onto this this moment. He's gonna be MJF's guy, uh, top like bad guy, or whatever, like his strong man. So I thought that was cool. They they they've obviously already made him a star. Yeah, this this whole gimmick, the the promo and everything that um, MJF did with Jericho and shit. This shit was awesome. This was a fucking awesome promo. Like I'm glad Jericho won because we got this promo. Like that promo alone with MJF and Kenny, oh, Kenny, Jericho, got like just made the show for me. Like, and of course, it builds for future storylines as well. Before you get to anything else, they had a brawl backstage with PMP and the Young Bucks. That comes late. No, it happened already. It happened no, before no. the Kazarian match. No, no, no. It's, Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's it after Hangman and Puck. Oh, we, we didn't get to that yet? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we got to that already. I'm sorry. I'm fried. Okay, so get to your next match. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, next match is Hangman versus Pac. The reason I, I thought we, <laughs> that we Pac. talked about it because they, they, they just fought a full gear. Oh, yeah. That's why I thought we talked yeah. about it. Um, uh, it's Hangman, Adam Page versus Pac in their third singles match between the two. Um, great match. Uh, almost as good as their full gear match um I thought it was awesome I thought it was great um and and Pac took it I thought that was that uh, was interesting um how Pac took the win here um I give it four and a half snarks on this um I'll go the same it was a great match um maybe they did it too soon after their full gear I would have built it up for another week at least. Like right. they, they they just had full gear and they immediately have the next match. I would at least build it up for another week. Why? I just would have. I mean, you, I just would have. That's that's me. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then, as you alluded to, uh, Santana Ortiz PMP demolished the Young Bucks backstage, and. In a, in a great little gimmick that they did here. I, it, I laughed my ass off at it, but it made no sense. I think I, that, you know what? I did too, and I know what you're talking about. Because he, I he laughed just, too. He just happened to be there. You know what it felt like? It felt like he was in the bathroom doing, doing lines of coke, and he heard the yeah. fight. He's like, me stand and look at was It was freaking awesome. And then Santana was with scared. The, with, well, the, with the perfect comedic timing. Like, he yeah. didn't just, like, close the door. He just... Pause and slowly close the door, like. But it, okay. it was like that was perfect comedic time around Santana just to close the door slowly, like. But it was there, but it made no sense. Yeah, it's like he just showed up randomly in the bathroom, like like like, like he was doing lines of coke in the yeah. bathroom, and he heard the fighting. And let me look casual in case somebody walks in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a look. It was hilarious. I laughed my balls off watching. It. I was cracking up, and but I, it made it made zero I hate sense. That shit. I'm like, I'm like, I don't like, like, 
And then they do it, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I was like, that was shit was awesome. And then like, that little perfect comedic timing from Santana was just awesome, where he just kind of looked around, like, closed the door slowly, and then went right back into beating well, up. Well, come on. He has Orange Cassidy. He has killed people in the ring. Okay. Come on, <laughs> Here those, we go. Those ki- come on. He's killed people. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so yeah, so then the brawl happens. The, then they go to commercial, and then we get to see the brawl happen. Um, which I, I don't care about that stuff. I hate the picture in picture thing. Um, oh yeah. And then they come back, and then the brawl is happening on stage, and they put Matt Jackson through the floor like they did. Um, Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson. The one thing I will say this because I was fast forwarding through a lot of the show because I was trying to get through it. Hmm. So I'm fast forwarding through. Like I fast forwarded too much because I was fast forwarding through the picture in picture. So when I fast forward, the only the first thing I saw after I pit live, I sort of circling on the where he had spray painted. I didn't see him spray painted. I'm uh, like they, I'm like did they really put the circle there so he know where to go? No, no, he's I, I then I had to rewind. I'm like oh, okay, I'm like he, I'm like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like he he's spray, I'm like uh-huh. he spray painted. Like it's fine. Yeah, and then uh, Cutler comes out. To, finally, like someone comes out to help the uh, the Bucks, and it's Cutler. And then uh, Santana and Ortiz are like, all right, all right, we're, we're done. We're leaving. We're leaving. We're leaving. And they walk away a little bit. And then Ortiz turns around and is like, we're leaving. And then they they beat up Cutler and Nick Jackson, which is a reference to Guerrero. Because um, he did that. Right. What was it against? Anyway. Um, I thought that was a cool, subtle little, like, not, you know, Gre- Eddie Guerrero. Um, it's Eddie Guerrero Day so it's like yeah. it was a cool little subtle like tribute to him I thought that was cool um, and obviously yeah so I thought that was cool um, what else happened here that was it yeah, yeah so yeah it was a good little push for those two for those for those stories to go on alright our main event it was Io Shirai Mia Yim and a ladder match for who has advantage in war games and Yoshirai won the match, and it was brutal. Um, though at one point in the match, Mia Yim had the la- was holding the ladder near uh, up, and and Yoshirai did a drop kick, drop kick the ladder, ended up cracking Mia Yim right in the face. Yeah, it was brutal, and you could tell that that Yoshirai is trying to stay in character to finish the match off. Meanwhile, they they're trying to. And the media, yeah. She's like, fuck you. I'm going to climb up this ladder and win this match. <laughs> but it was a brutal fucking match. Um, I guess near the end of the match, Mia Yim was on a top rope, on top of the ladder with, by herself, I think. And Kaylee Ray, the NXT Women's Champion, came out and knocked the ladder off. Mm-hmm. Knocked Mia Yim off the ladder, threw the ladder outside the ring. Yeah. I saw the the first view. You don't see her going. I saw the ladder break. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, they just killed Miriam, and they kept showing it. You saw how hard she fell. Yeah, and she cracked a couple of ribs. They said it. She cracked the rib. She cracked the rib or something. Yeah, because she that was just a hard, hard fall. Like she just dead dropped, and she basically did a coffin drop into that ladder. <laughs> and, and I guess Kylie Ray is the fourth member of. Shayna Baszler's team. Yeah. And after she, then Shayna Baszler comes out and Kylie Ray, you know, claps at her. Shayna Baszler claps back and Bailey comes out. 
attacks Shayna Baszler, then leaves. Yeah. Because they're facing each other with whoever, I guess, Charlotte, whoever the other champion is, Becky. Becky, yeah. At Survivor Series, no triple threat. I thought, I'm going to match four and a half snarks. It was brutal. It was a women's ladder match on TV. I thought it was great. I thought it was a not so great ladder match. But I I thought the whole thing was great. I gave it four snarks. Uh, you, you like how I swerved you? Right? Yeah, you thought no, it was good. No, no. It, it as a ladder match, it was not a great ladder match. But you know, as a whole, yeah. The fact that Mia Yim died twice in this match, yeah, yeah. I I, I cannot give this like less than four. No way. But that that um, drop kick, when you, and then when they showed the replay, and you see the ladder crack against her face, I was like, oh my god! You see like, it after like. When after it cracks in her face, like live, it cracks in her face, and she gets up, turns around, and she puts her head up. All you see is blood flow. But then down. when you see it, because you don't know how like, where she got hit, like, you don't know the, how. But you bad. just see it, right? Just, <laughs> but then when you they show the replay, and you see it, the moment where it cracks her face, yeah, you're like, oh my god, yeah. And then not only that, not only did I react when, when as soon as she turned around, picked her head up, and looked at the hard cam. You see the like, although the hard didn't zoom in or anything like that, you still see the blood on her face. You hear the crowd; they're like screaming like, "Oh, yeah!" Like as soon as her face comes up, I was like, "Holy shit, she might be dead there." And then the next one where she goes through the like you said when Kelly yeah. Ray comes out and she goes through that fucking thing and you see that and then I was like, "Oh my god, god damn, give her a fucking raise." <laughs> like, She's earned her spot somewhere. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna take this because that was just a brutal ass match. I'm taking this against uh, against against what? What was your whatever your match was? Your fifth match was? Uh, Adam Page and yeah, uh, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Only because yeah, this is the first time I, I have an extra match than you. Yeah, technically no, because you did have that squash. Yeah, I what had the match. Squash had, that I had the match happen. that never happened. Yeah. Okay, now before we get into the sixth match, wait, which wait, was yeah, 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 before we get to the sixth match, let me let me let me do some stuff. Just stop, enough, real quick. No, 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 no. This is important. No, it's not. It is important. It's getting annoying now because you keep bringing it up. Because Enjoy you keep in- bringing it up. Hold on, where is it? Good. Anyway. No, 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 no. This is important. <laughs> I know what my next poll is gonna be. <laughs> Should we replace Frankie? <laughs> no, no, it's not gonna be that. Wait, what was it gonna be? You'll okay. find out. You'll find Picture out. says a thousand words, but this says a thousand emojis. The symbolic briefcase. The symbolic briefcase. It was because the brief. No, that made sense though because there was nothing in the briefcase. You just had to grab the briefcase was symbolic for winning the match. That I, that, I had no problem with that. What was the briefcase for? But it was an actual briefcase. But yeah, but symbolic. Because usually when it's money in the bank, usually the briefcase is the money in the bank, up there for money in the bank. Usually there's a contract in there. Yeah. All this was for, was for an advantage of war game. So it's symbolic that you just have to grab it to win the match. There's nothing well, to I'll give you. I'll give, that's a good explanation. I like that. Now, scratch that one. <laughs> uh, broke Mia's face. Oh, yeah. They broke Mia's face in this. Uh you can't. You can't. Any- that that wasn't against anything. That he didn't say that. Okay, that's me said, saying that. That's I'm like, notes. I don't remember him saying that, but he, he kind of did. No, that was my notes. I was just uh, they broke me his face. I was like, they broke her face. Uh 
This one, Mama Mia Yim. <laughs> and then, and th- yeah, that was after she, after she went through the ladder. He goes, Mama Mia Yim. And then he says, he says this, holy bleep. Because he didn't want to curse on live TV. Like, I got a feeling he was going to say holy shit and he kind of he stopped himself. <laughs> That's what I feel like happened there. Like, holy bleep. Like, like, <laughs> he, like, he didn't, like he didn't know where to go. And the first thing he thought of was bleep. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I still got one. Okay. Before we get to your main event. I have a problem that this match was booked. Tell me if I'm wrong. AEW. Wins and losses matter, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a tag team, wins and losses matter. The team with the most tag team wins should get a title match. Why is Chris Jericho and and Sammy Guevara getting a tag title match? Why, when are they ever teamed up? Explain this to me. Because he's the no. champion. Yeah, no, no, no. But he he's not. A, it should be, be all right. No, it should be the tag team. Does why did no makes no makes no I when they because when they not accepted if they accepted they accepted but it should be up to but that makes no sense though forget that they accepted story of kayfabe mm-hmm. why did they makes no sense to me give it to PMP they won the full gear they should have got it but it, it's not gonna push any story along this was to push a story along. It makes no sense to me. I, 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 I don't. I didn't like. It. I mean, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't like it that they got a title match. You know, it should have been an actual tag team. This is SCU's second title defense. It should have been against somebody else. Maybe Lucha House Party get Lucha Brothers. Lucha House Party for me. Lucha Brothers gets a rematch, or Private Party gets a shot. But it made no sense that Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho got a title. It made no sense. It it, it makes all the sense. Of the world. How? It, because it's, to me. he's the champion. If he wants a shot, he'll take a shot. That's the whole idea of Chris Jericho here with but his then, inner circle. Then, then wins and losses don't matter. Then, then the whole their whole bullshit of wins and losses matter don't matter then. But, and then it doesn't matter. But it does. It doesn't. But it does and it doesn't. If 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 he's gonna put out a challenge and they accept it, then they accept it. But it went, then when, but wins and losses should matter. You the team with the best tag team, with the best record should get a title shot. Not not a random. I'm not gonna call them random, but not a, one of the tag teams in AEW. It just makes no sense. To, I it, it something about if it was a non-title match, I would get it. I'm like, okay, you know what, whatever. But a title match made no sense because then you you you're taking the whole win losses thing and throwing it out the window because Chris Jericho wants a title match. That's not the win losses matter. They should matter. They either matter or they don't matter. Yeah, and that's the whole idea of Chris Jericho. But Chris then, Jericho doesn't care about his those EVPs. He doesn't care about them. He's gonna do his own thing. He's the inner circle. Then they should say, you know what? You, you could ask for the title match. They get accepted. We're not gonna give it to you though because we. All they had to say was, yo, we get you want a tag title match. We get they accept it. But in AEW, wins and losses matter. You're not getting it. You want to fight them in a non-title match, you, you're more than welcome to it. Wins and losses matter here. You don't get your title You, you could do that. But then also, if you say no to Chris Jericho, you're also saying no to everyone who wants to see that match. And everyone you does want still, to see you that could match. Still, you could still get the match. 
Just don't make it a title match. But that's what makes it important. Uh, no. And no. it gives it gives SEU a, a title shot, a title win, whatever. Title they, did, they just they just had a title defense. Now they got another one. But uh, but why give it to if you want to give it to somebody from the from the inner circle? PMP should have got it. No, but it I builds wh- this story. But they're making a non-title match. But they, and, then it doesn't build the story. It builds the story mount more. It doesn't make sense. Because guess who's getting a title shot against Jericho? I, he could have pinned Jericho in a non-title match. But then it wouldn't, wouldn't be as because, important. Because, because at, Jericho wants the titles. He wants he has to take thing, the gold though, away. After the match is over, they specifically said... Well, let's get into it real quick. SCU won the match. Mm-hmm. They... Um, um, Scorpius guy got the roll up pin on Chris Jericho yeah. and they said this is the first time Chris Jericho ever got pinned in AEW yeah. okay you could have did that with a non-title match yeah, take the that's title not ma- the only thing that's important the, the thing that Jericho wants to do is take all the gold he wants to shove this shit in the elite's face he's gonna be like look Inner Circle has all the gold we're you you are all the EVPs and all that shit, but we're we're even more powerful than you. I, I'm sorry, you know what I'm and when, my power is also given to all these other people in my group. When the losses matter, they 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 push that so hard though. That's my problem. When they when the wrestlers come to the ring, they show they show record true. They show their winning loss record. Yeah. They push it so hard. That's so important. Win losses are so look. The, the reason they do that win-loss thing... Oh, by the way, Nick Jackson says it's going to reset every year. Yeah. Which we figure was that. Yeah, yeah. They, the reason they do that win-loss record thing is to treat it like a sport. Yeah. Right? Let's say the Boston Red Sox are playing the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. The Yankees are 26-time world champions. Yankees can't come in and go, you know what? We want to fight the Cubs. We want to play the Cubs in the World Series. No. The team with the best record gets... Oh, forget the, that. The team with the best record doesn't get into... The Yankees like, you know what? We didn't make the playoffs this year. We're the fucking New York Yankees. We want, we're in the playoffs because we want to be in the playoffs. Fuck what Major League Baseball says. We want to be in the playoffs. This is also not you know, baseball. It's, but I'm it's, saying, but if, you want to treat, if you want to treat... Like, if you want to treat... If AEW wants to be treated like a real, like a sport, they why, don't, which is why they do win loss. If you're not, it's just part of the storytelling, right? But th- it's, they don't really want to be treated like real sports. But they I, just want the idea of real sports. It's still kayfabe. I get it's that. It's still fake. But then don't then don't have win loss records. Then they just, it just makes it more interesting. That's it. That's all it is. Oh my god! I have a lot of polls for this week. Holy <laughs> crap! I just don't like the idea that when losses matter and they push that every week and then a team that doesn't even tag tag up gets a title match. It, it just doesn't even... No. No. I'm, it's, <laughs> it, that's that's, that, that's going to bother me. Because then win losses really don't matter. Okay. And? Like, what, what does that matter to you? Like, how does it matter? But it, it's just the win loss thing. It's just a story um, mechanic, just to push things along. When they want someone to challenge, and they can there, the next person in line can challenge, and then they 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 could do a story with that. And then when they have a fucking big superstar, if they get a big superstar, if CM Punk came into this company, and he wanted and they wanted him to have a fucking title shot, no, they he'll do, have a fucking title no, shot. No, they do. They'd have him win two, three matches in a row, and then he would get it right away. Whatever, it doesn't but, matter. It's just story mechanics. That's all it is there for. 
They don't need to really follow along with that shit. They're just there to make things certain. So NXT does weird booking things. That's bad book. It's bad booking. NXT does it. Oh, it's just story mechanics. No, but the NXT is doing... How does the, the booking of any of the war game shit make any fucking sense? They they go away from the story. They had a great fucking story, and then they book themselves into oblivion the next fucking week. You know they had a, a great story with Finn, and then the next fucking week it's like promoed out of fucking oblivion. It's like they do this weird shit, and then it's fifty fifty with them all the time, all the time. I don't have a problem with fifty fifty booking. Well, AW it makes kind sense. Kind of did that a little bit with Park and Hangman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with fifty fifty booking. Is WWE does it all the fucking time? Okay, NXT as well. Um, with the, the 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 job the jabronis right now with you know, um Swerve and um um uh, Reed and Grime and all these other ones, it's all just a bunch of 50, 50 booking just to get people over, you know, you know, and the the yeah they did it with Pac, but oh, it, it's not. I'm not saying fifty fifty booking is bad. It's just when you do it all the fucking time, then it's bad. If down the line we see this a lot with AEW, then yeah, that's bad, you know. But, but yeah, I'm sure you won't call it out. Yes, I have. I if they make fucking problems, I call it out. But when when they don't, I'm not. There's nothing to call out. <laughs> Look, I just you know, AEW try to be different. Oh, win losses matter here. And then they go right against that. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, do they really, does it really matter then? Because Chris Jericho wants a title shot, does it really matter? It, that, it, that, it, it, that was the first. That's the first thing that came to my mind when they were getting a title shot. But I'm like, what would they do to deserve it? Okay, yeah, Chris Jericho is the world, the AEW World Champion, Lud Champion. Okay, <laughs> but Sammy Guevara, he's in. He's in the inner circle. But all of Jericho's power gets absorbed from everyone that's in his inner circle. It's not like a cult. You sound like you. You sound like a member of a cult when you say that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like that's the idea of Jericho. You join Jericho's little group, and you are just as powerful, or someone as powerful as Jericho. You get a push from him. You know what I'm saying? That's what this was all about. Well, anyway, so what were your thoughts on the match itself? Match was great. I loved it a lot. Um, I gave it like four and a half snarks. Um, um, I thought the the psychology here was great. The um, Sammy had so many opportunities to tag out when he should have tagged out, but yeah. he didn't tag out. So I thought, like, at some point, Jericho was going to get pissed and turn on him or some shit like that. But he, that didn't happen. That might be something they're building towards. Yeah. Um, but I like that whole idea of that. Like, Sammy's just not tagging out when he should have tagged out. Um, uh, Jericho taking the loss was important because. Scorpio Sky is gonna have a title shot somewhere down the line. This was building up to that, and if you think about it, um, the day, the night Jericho won the title, and he and when he did the whole bubbly shit in the back, one of the first before he went to the the bubbly, and he did the whole little bit of bubbly gimmick. Which I'm, the, I'm really starting to hate, by the way. Yeah. Um, the 
he, he was walking through. Remember, he was on the microphone. He was doing the promos and sh- shoots on everyone. Yeah. One of the people he sees is Scorpio Sky, and, who was looking at him like seething, like like he's a dick. And like, and he basically Jericho looks at him. It's like, oh, you think you ever get an opportunity at this? You'll never get an opportunity at this. You'll never get it, right? And then he keeps walking, and then he goes to the bubbly and shit like that. Like that's like storytelling. Like that's nuanced storytelling from start from months ago to to now, and then to the moment Scorpio Skies. Scorpio Skies probably going to get a title shot on TV or something like that. Right. It's going to be a dynamite shot. Uh, and then Jericho will win that probably cleanly or something like that. And I mean, it doesn't have to be clean, but most likely it'll be clean because Jericho is better at a singles fight. I like the fact that Jericho lost here and Jericho took the pin. And, and he had a little temper tantrum after it was over. That made it even better because if he was just like laughing it off, like, hey, whatever, I'm still a champion, that, that wouldn't make the loss matter as much. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that he's pissed off makes it matter because it, he took the pin. And then it was his loss. He couldn't get the belt over to his inner circle. And it shows the difference between these two singles wrestlers versus two tag team specialists. You know? It didn't take a finish to take them take him out. It took just a roll up, a smarter move to take out. Well, I, I would agree with that except one thing. That's how they won the belts. Yeah. <laughs> they won the belts with a roll up. Because they were a smarter team. That's it. That's all it is. It just means being smart. It doesn't have to finish. It doesn't... WWE has conditioned everyone that, you know, you should... The matches should finish with a finisher. You know? And it, it doesn't have to. And this was... It's perfect. This just shows that SEU was the smarter tag team because they are better at it than two singles guys tagging for the first time. You know? And then it just shows... And then... And he's going to tell the story again when Scorpio Sky gets his title shot. You know, he's not going to be as good as Jericho because he's not a singles guy yet. He doesn't have the, the, the whatever the fuck that, that singles guys have that he does, you know? Right. You know, and he's going, he's going to lose to Jericho in that, in that regard. So I think the storytelling was here was great. I gave it four snarks, four and a quarter. It was good. I, I like Jericho. Don't give Jericho is the goat. You reinvent yourself constantly. Kind of bored him a little bit. Hmm? I want to see somebody else. Like I, I like Jericho. Though I like I said, I'm not disparaging. He's the goat. He reinvents himself constantly. How long is he gonna hold the belt for? <laughs> no, but I, don't, I mean, until uh, he goes on tour, I guess. I would yeah. Assume. Uh, whatever that is. Yeah, but I don't know when Father's going. Probably not till next year. I mean, he, he, how long has he had the belt? I mean, the show's only been going on for like six, seven weeks now. Yeah, it's, it's just a few weeks. You know what I'm saying. Like, like I said, I like, like I said, I want to see them. I mean, they got MJF in the wings as the next superstar. Mm-hmm. I get that. I want to see younger talent. They got a bunch of younger talent. They got MJF. They got Adam Page. They got Pac in the wings. There, they got. I think I said this the on tags. a show last week, a week before, probably last week, that if AEW went in without Moxley, without Jericho, it would still be just as enjoyable. Say that again? If AEW did, never had John Moxley and they didn't have Jericho, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they had to work with the talent they had. I think they'll be just enjoyable. I don't think Jericho is the reason everybody's enjoying AEW. No, uh, he's a big reason. He is a big reason. He's a big fucking reason. Like, yeah. No, he's a... Uh, Maybe you probably have a good point with Moxie. I think Moxie's just a little bit extra icing. Honestly, and I think but Jericho is a major reason why the show. And good. you want the truth? I think by next year Moxie's will be back in WWE. I think he left that left WWE. He's gonna build his name back up, and he's gonna go back to WWE by next year. Why did you say that? I just got a feeling he's gonna build himself so hard. WWE's gonna throw a shit ton of money at him to come back and be a face, a star in the company. As opposed to what he was before. I got a feeling by next year he's going to be in WWE again. Well, do we know how long the contracts are for? I don't know. AEW? That I don't know. But I got a feeling as soon, if it's not next year, as soon as his contract's up, I think he's gone. I have a funny feeling. No. But regardless, they have him now. So they, they're using him now. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think AEW's proven that they can build younger stars up. Already, like just just being on that show makes you a star. This Ward Wardlow, like, yeah, he came came to a like he, he's he's a already a huge fucking star. Yeah, but we haven't seen him in a ring yet. No, we haven't. But I'm no. just saying, like, just, <laughs> it could be one of those things. Yeah. When he gets in that ring, you're like, God damn, shit, <laughs> oh, um, fuck. But I I have high hopes. I mean, with. With AEW, it's it's been for the most part pretty good. Whoever they put on Dynamite has been pretty good. You know what I'm saying? The dark stuff, it's uh, that's iffy stuff. A lot of the dark wrestling, it's very iffy. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'd be scared if 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 NXT decided to do a YouTube show. What would you call that? NXT Loop, because it would be the Florida Loop. Yeah, just call it NXT Loop. Um, WWE, I'll work for you if you pay me. Um, <laughs> just do a, just do a like NXT dark show. Just call it NXT Loop. Yeah, um, that I'm sure would be better wrestling than what's on dark. So a lot of what's on dark is not great. They have like one or two great matches, like the because they'll put like a lot of their big stars there, like Kenny and Joy Janela had a great right. match on there. Next week is supposed to be a big card. Where I think the Bucks are fighting, I forgot who they're fighting. Shit, but it's supposed to be a big card. I, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch that one. But they put a lot of people that are just not ready for dark dynamite yet. Like Allie is on dark and she's not great. She's okay, but she's just not great. You know, and stuff like that. The librarians are mostly on on that show. Right. You know, they get more work, you know, more dialogue, shit like that. When they're on dynamite it's just to be squashed and shit like that. But when it's when it's dark it's they, they get more of a spotlight there. So it but you can see the stars that they're building straight from that, you know. You know, the Riho, whether you like her or not, you know, they're building her up to be a like a big star. MJF I said already, Adam Page, Pac, they have a bunch of um, Pac's not so young, but like they they do have a bunch of younger guys in the wings just waiting to be, you know, pulled the trigger on. But my, right, I'm asking this then: <coughs> How long do you wait before you pull the trigger? You know what I'm saying? Let's say Jericho decides to stay another year. Before, say he holds off to do, do for another year as world champion. Mm-hmm. And they, how long do you wait before you start pulling the trigger on some of this young talent? I mean, 
if you wait too long for like MJF or Hangman, then you run the risk of turning the WWE where you're holding back the younger talent for the older talent. Yeah, I know, but I don't think with the people they have involved here, I don't think right now anyway, I don't think they would do that. You know what I'm saying? Like Jericho is known for putting other people over. He's known for building other people up. Cody the same way. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Cody's future in AEW is to be a mega wrestling star. He can be and can be easily. But I think he's there to run the fucking business. And he's doing it great. Um, Kenny, he's you know he loves wrestling. Um, so I think if he can see the story just being better, he would step aside for someone to be over. Look what he's done to him with AEW. He hasn't been like in the main... He's been in main events, but he hasn't been in the main spotlight since AEW started. You know what I'm saying? With the whole building himself back up shit and, and taking L's like this with he, that he took with Moxley. You know? So I can see the majority of the people around here will step aside when they see it's time for the next generation to step up. You know what I'm saying? And I can see them now putting the things that need to be in place for them to be able to take over. You know what I'm saying? Like, making sure MJF is ready to to take over as the top here. Making sure Adam Page is ready to take over as the top face or whatever. You know, and they're doing it. And they're doing it right. <coughs> so far. For the most part. They, there's a lot of shit there. Still. Like Ali, like I said before. The librarians. You know. And other stuff. Um, and uh, the thing I'm scared for is Awesome Khan. Because we haven't seen her wrestle. You know? And she's known for... Right now, because I mean, she's not, she's not young, and she has horrible knees, from what I'm told, and possibly a bad back. So when she does have an actual match, an actual actual match, I hope she's ready. You know, so or or hopefully they don't use her too much. I don't know. We'll see when she actually has a match. But I mean, I love Awesome Khan. I always loved her back in the day, but I don't I don't know how ready she is to be back. Yeah. I'm enjoying AEW, don't get me wrong. I, I watched last week before you before you came down. I don't know why. It probably it could probably because I'm exhausted because of work. But I found myself dozing off a lot during the during the card. Yeah, it has to be More the first hour than the second hour. I kinda of perked up for the second hour a little bit. The first hour was kinda of boring for me. Mm, no, I I, mean, see, I'm, I I can assume it's because you're exhausted. I I just I'm not. Again, part of it is I I don't know. It's like hard to explain. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. Like just like John Moxley, I'm enjoying John Moxley in AEW, but not as much as I thought I was going to enjoy it. Mm. I know I get a lot of shit for it. I I, I don't care. This is an opinion show. Yeah. Right, we just do. We're not experts. Yeah. What you do is talk about wrestling. Yeah, I'm not enjoying AEW as much as I I'm do. usually right. Not no. you're mostly wrong. No, <laughs> I'm not enjoying. I'm enjoying certain things at AEW. I find myself enjoying the undercard matches more than the main events. Maybe not so much on the pay per views, but on the dynamite. Like last week, I enjoyed Joey Janela Pac a lot. To me, that was a match of the week. Joey Janela Pac. Or Joey Janela and Hangman. No, Trent uh, Beretta and Pac. I'm sorry. Okay. From last week. 
Yeah. To me, that was a match of the weekend, of the week for me. I'm enjoying those matches more than the big matches. And I don't know why that is. I wish I didn't know, but I just don't. So, question, would you... Like, say, your uh, NXT, your match, your your show. <laughs> okay. Uh, NXT. So, w- would you put the Mia Yim match over An- Angel Garza? Well, actually, let me bring this up then. Um, to, I guess, put a cap on this. Um, like, I, like I did last week. Match of the, the match of the, the day, the night. Match of oh. Wednesday. On either show, whether it was on AEW or NXT, which one you thought was the, the better had the better match which one uh, what match was the nat- match of the night for Wednesday night probably Angel Garza Leo Rush and again, again I you, you mean you could say oh you're an NXT guy but last week I said Trump no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no I'm not gonna say so that so probably Angel, Gar- Angel Garza Leo yeah. to me was the match of the week yeah. and I'm gonna agree with you that was that was a great fucking match right um, and now to my other question I, I almost asked so like so that was better than the Mia Yim match Yes, because the medium match is more exciting because it was more on the line. Like, and a lot of matches always... almost fun. died. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> someone actually almost died. Well, I mean, forgetting that. Before she died, it was four. You knew some shit was going to happen. That was more death match than Kenny's matches. Pretty much. <laughs> Kenny Omega's really died. Because <laughs> you knew there was more implications long besides the title. Mm-hmm. It was it was for the war games. Yeah. And you knew some shit was going to happen during the match because you knew nobody was going to stay out of this. Yeah. Well, you I knew Mia Yim was going to win. I the the, the, the face never wins that. Oh, going back to that. So, what were they saying the last couple of weeks? The Kodakai, they're going to heal her out. Hmm? She they swerved the hell out of us. Oh yeah. They yeah, set yeah. it up. They set the Kota, They set us up so hard. They made see. Because then at one point before that match, the Kodakai told Mia Yim, "I got your back. I'm here mm-hmm. for you if you need me." I'm like, "That's what she's going to turn on mm-hmm. She's going to cause that fucking match." Yeah. And she didn't. No. And they set us up perfectly. They did that. Good, they, yeah, I give them credit for that. Yeah, no, that was good. That WWE doesn't do that too often. That's a Triple H. That's thing. a nuance thing. Yeah. That's a Triple H nuance thing. Yeah. You know, you made it seem like she was gonna turn. You, the fans thought it. Everybody thought it. And she didn't. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I said I enjoyed the Angel Guard because the Angel Guard's a match. Leo Rush match was a very technical match. I love technical matches. Mm. And this was, and the latter match was kind of brutal. It was just kind of like hard, it was like a hardcore match. Yeah. So, but yeah, but uh, pound you know, all things being equal, I enjoyed the Leo Rush match more. Yeah. So yeah, no, I agree, and that for me is the match of the night between the two shows. Right. Um, it was it was very exciting. While the crowd was annoying with their, they don't know who to cheer or boo. They were still at eleven. <laughs> for every moment of the match and that just made it even better now like, do yeah. you think that when AEW go with AEW listen to me and when NXT mm-hmm. goes to a big arena for their two hour show and they put on a match like that do you think it'll be as loud uh, I don't know that's a good question because I does NXT draw a crowd like Raw and Smackdown can not that they grow up, draw big crowds themselves, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. can they fill out an audience I got, all the time, every week? You know? See, from what I read, they're not going to go on the road all the like, It's not going to be on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Full Sail's still their home. Mm-hmm. They might go on the road like twice a month or something. 
to test it out, and then it'll grow, and then it'll be every week. I think what will happen. They have is, to. I think what will happen is I think after Survivor Series, they're gonna get more emphasis as a third brand, so they can prepare prepare for being on the road. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna get after Survivor Series. They're gonna get it just after the, this weekend. This is when the real test starts. Yeah. You know, once we get past the pay per view. You know, because why NXT AEW pay per views not get till next year. Yeah. I think they're done for the year. So after Survivor Series War Games, that's when it gets interesting. We have to see what WWE does now with NXT. Yeah. They start treating them like a true third brand. I think what would be good for them is just to put them on Tuesdays. Have them have do the Tuesday Night Wars with Impact, right? Impact is Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Have them do the Tuesday Night Wars with Impact. Just destroy Impact, right? And then that that'll give NXT a name, a real name in the business, right? As a main event promotion. Why the fuck? Oh, why the fuck should NXT move? They've been on Wednesday nights forever. I'm why saying, the fuck should they move? Because they have to. They're losing the ratings. I'm saying, like right now, they're losing the ratings. I think for them to to dominate the ratings, they should move to Tuesdays. If you if they want to dominate the ratings, they should move to Tuesdays. Vince is A- not gonna make defeat like that. Please. <laughs> AEW doesn't, doesn't have to. They're they're doing fine. You do you think? Do, do you think the ratings are going to stay at this level for AEW? I mean, this was the the show right after pay per view, which are always generally high, like yeah. you said. No, I think they'll they'll bottom out at eight seven fifty to eight hundred. And here's the whole thing, though. Let's say they bottom out at eight at seven fifty, mm-hmm. and eight and NXT's drawing seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Then we have a fight. Yeah, I mean, last week it was, it was a fight, and but this week was just a different thing. So let's say NXT... Say it's been AEW, a fight since last week. So. Let's say if AEW draws 800,000 next mm-hmm. week, and NXT draws 800,000, 780, mm-hmm. and that becomes a constant thing every week. Mm-hmm. Now, AEW gets into their 750, 800,000, and NXT is starting to go up 750, 800,000. That's when it gets fun. Because yeah. now you can see who's going to blink now in terms of making changes. Because yeah. WWE's like, why should we blink? We found the formula. Now it's not going to work now. The, the problem with NXT is, not for me, it's not the ratings. It's it's how they do things and how WWE is just mm-hmm. seeping through and through all the time with how they book it and how they tell their stories. And ratings-wise, I can see them just taking control eventually. Right, ratings. It's just quality wise, it's it's gonna I feel like it's gonna turn as much shit as Raw is or SmackDown. I don't think so. Yeah, I I, well. I think that you know will probably happen like you said, there will be a little bit of influence, but Triple H is still running NXT. He's got final say. Mm-hmm. I mean he has that final but he if if Triple H is running NXT the way he is now, now it doesn't change anything and the ratings are going up and they start beating AEW again damn close to it every week. But Vince, is, Vince would be crazy. He'd be crazy to mess with it right now. But they're changing stuff now. They're, they're, they are changing stuff. Well, you have to because you're, you're going from one-hour show to a two-hour show. You do have to add stuff in there. Yeah, it's not that they're adding stuff. They're changing stuff. They're, they're, the way they're doing things, the bits that they're doing, it's not that they're adding too many bits. It's just they're doing too many like prop bits and shit like that and it's just it's, it, it, it feels like a WWE show sometimes yeah you know I mean, not, and then yeah go ahead I'm sorry 
it does like like little things here and there, but it still feels like an NXT show every week. Like it's still got that feel of NXT. The one thing that they do that's really great, I think we talked about it, is their imp- their opening that's video like is that, yeah. a recap of last week. Yeah. Which is cool. It's a recap of last week and it, it's almost like a preview of what's gonna happen this right. week. Where they showed like certain wrestlers in the opening that are gonna be on this episode. Right. NWA does that. In a, in a more comedic way, but right because of their opening, but yeah, yeah, I do like that. I mean, I think I mean, long. I mean, NXT could change a little bit because of who of of their, what umbrella they're under. But I think if Hunter stays the path and keeps Vince's influence to a minimum, I think they'll be alright. I don't think it'll be Raw Smack. I don't think it'll be silly like that. We won't get a Lana Rusev thing on NXT. We just won't. We just won't. Mm-hmm. We, we just won't. Mm-hmm. I, we won't. That Lana Rusev thing is just horrible to watch. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think we'll get that. You don't like cuck wrestling? No, I really <laughs> don't. I, I like the direction NXT's headed in. I think they're, the they're going to be the third brand soon. And they're going to be the better brand. Tommaso Ciampa said it best. Welcome to the main roster. Because yeah. this is the main roster. And they have the they have like per they forget talent as a whole. SmackDown and Raw for a brand, they have the best condensed talent for, in one brand. Out of all three brands. Like separate. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yeah. And I would love to see the Viking Raiders back in NXT. Because NXT, the only thing NXT doesn't have is a tag division. They got Undisputed Era and they have Forgotten Sons. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> that's all they got right now. Now, like you said, you're probably right. Don McDyke, Jacobic, and Keely are probably end up teaming up. But that might just be because of for lack of tag teams. They got to get more tag teams in there. And, I mean, for, for the lack of tag teams, also for the lack of, the, again, the, the WWE style bookings, like they're scared to push one of these guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? I see that. I mean, you, you kind of see it a little yeah. bit because they're both so good. You don't want to push one over the other because you don't want to. You don't want. But you do. If you want to build a star, you have to. And they didn't. I do think it. they will. I think what they'll do with them is they'll team them up. Yeah. Maybe have them win the belt. They'll do what they did with Gargano, Gargano and Tommaso. And eventually, they'll heal one. They'll heal probably Dijakovic out. Mm-hmm. Though I would love to see Keith Lee as a heel. Mm-hmm. That would be different. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll die Jakovic out and he'll be one of the top heels in the company and his war with Keith Lee will put him in that, that next level. I mean, you could have a star in one of them now. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Instead of this this whole gimmick. But whatever. It's whatever. But, so, so for, for AEW, the top stars are Cody, Jericho, MJF. Those are the top three stars for AEW, right? I guess, yeah. And maybe Pac. Kenny. And Kenny, okay. So that's Bucks. your five. Huh? Bucks. No, I'm not talking tag team singles. Okay. For NXT, I think my top guys are NXT. We're going to end it right here, but it's one of my top guys. Hmm? Gargano, Cole, Gargano, Cole, Tommaso, Finn Balor, and I'm going to go with Roderick Strong. What do you think? Are you top five? The best five single guys in NXT. Roger Strong, yeah, Roger Strong's great. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. 
right? We, we finally agreed on something. This is awesome. Yeah. It only took two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, my is God. That, is that where we went today? Oh, almost. God damn. I'm saying. And we didn't, re- and we didn't review war games. Oh, fuck, yeah. We yeah. didn't preview it. Doesn't matter. Oh, well. We're, we talk- we're still new at this. Yeah. It's we- still a new thing. When we talk about it next week, we'll do a preview review. Yeah. So, if you got any questions, if you like what you hear, if you want to be a part of the show, call a hotline number. At the number that I said at the top of the show. Anyway, have a week. You want to say something? No. <laughs> Too sweet. sweet.